Hey folks, I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Just a disclaimer, we are going to cover some topics that may be not for everyone. And we're going to use some language that's definitely not for everyone. So sit back and enjoy the show. Or don't, that's fine. Alright, <clears throat> I'll give you two bodies and a name. And that's all I'll give you today. If I get a cigar. <laughs> hey, folks. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So that was the that was that voice you just heard was the the real peckerhead. I mean, did I say that out loud? Damn. No, no, you're right though. He's he's a cocksucker. I don't know if he sucked one cock, but you I know. know. I don't like the, I don't like to throw the CS out there, but he cocksucker he is. He, yeah, <laughs> he definitely is. So uh, if you're gonna see a uh, picture floating around of uh, a new guy on the show. His name's Seth. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Why do I got to introduce myself? You guys introduce me. He's our friend. Yeah. He's been our friend for quite a long time now. I, I dare say I like him as more than a friend. Yeah, I kind of consider you guys family, which yeah. I don't know Why if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Friends? Oh, wait, no. That's, that's a... Why can't we He's my emotional friends? husband. Oh, that's, yeah. that's so cute. Yeah, these guys finally... Uh, I'm your emotional boyfriend, right? <laughs> in one weird way, we're the trifecta of awesome. But no, yeah, these guys have been trying to get me on this show for since day one, even before day one. And yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm okay. I don't want to do this. This is your thing. Have fun. And then you start hearing how bad things are, especially with this guy. And then what? You drank a bunch of whiskey. I drank a bunch of whiskey. Other last Kevin, night. I think, drank a bunch of beer, whiskey, whatever. He's a true man's man. So I'm like, you know what, maybe i got to come in and lend a little bit of emotional support, and we'll see what happens. And he can also be super helpful because he does kind of have a little bit of a background in criminal justice stuff from college. Not really. I drank a lot, so I don't remember much. (laughs) Sorry. So, yeah, and I I apologize also. If you hear, uh, happen to hear some clickety-clack in the background, that's my dog walking across the floor because— He's typing. Yeah, he's typing a lot. He's a dick. Show notes. He's also, let's be honest, he's the real special guest, not me. He's not a special guest. He's on every fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. He, he usually oh. lays under the table. He's our audience, okay? This, yeah, is, Phil, you, yeah. this, this is recorded by, before a live studio audience. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Studio, for uh, you know giving us an opportunity to those uh, sweet headphones yeah like i'm not gonna lie like i was talking to the guys earlier they let me test these things and i'm not just saying it because i'm friends with them but they're like oh here check these out i'm like no it's cool man i got these sweet awesome things from you know the big box store headphones that were costing me like 200 bucks i was like oh these are fantastic tried those things on i was like are you kidding me right now They, they don't look like they are that high quality but man those things are fantastic and they're half the price right they're half the price they look nice and I'm definitely going to be ordering a pair here pretty soon. Yeah, the the regions run about a hundred bucks unless you uh, unless you use Dark Windows as a promo code when you check out, then it drops them down fifteen percent. 
and uh, I'm pretty sure that includes your shipping as well. I got mine for uh, about 75 bucks. I yeah. spent like almost $200 on these things yeah. that I'm using now, and you guys have better quality. Oh, wait, they're Bluetooth, and they fit my fat head. Yeah, because you have tiny ears. Shut and up. I, I, also <laughs> confirmed, you I also confirmed that you can use them with your phone. I did that yesterday. Talked to my brother um, via Duo, which is – Via the vi- phone. Yeah, it's, it's a phone messaging <laughs> video thing, and uh, it worked really good. My brother was impressed by them as well. Battery life. Battery life is insane. I've had mine for two weeks. I use them for a couple hours a night when I'm researching, and I still haven't charged them yet. Because what the, the battery life is, what, 20 hours, right? 24 hours. Yeah. I and, really uh, hope I kept the receipt for these what is things. It? Uh, for, uh, I believe it's 30 days on standby. So if you just have them on and you're not using them, but you forget to leave them on, they're good for like a month. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And the pairing is super easy, oh, it's, I it's, find. Yeah, it's awesome. And it pairs instantaneously. And if you don't want the over-the-ear like we have, you can grab um, earbuds that can go in the ear. Yep. And then there's also another – well, there's two separate ones that go in the ear. There's one that goes kind of in the canal and then one that kind of like hooks. wraps. Uh, my, my wife has the Vasa, which are the ones that just pop in and they have a little remote thing. She loves those things. They are some kick-ass little headphones. But with the Regent, something I wanted to point out that's really cool – is if you go from auxiliary and you have your Bluetooth on on your phone or whatever and you have your, your auxiliary plugged into whatever, mm-hmm. if you unplug the auxiliary, the pairing is just instantaneous. Instant. Huh? It's it's nice. insane. It's so good. Yeah, I don't think I've uh, I don't think I've oh yeah maybe, oh, man, yeah, maybe so I nice. did do that yesterday. I um, did try that. But let's let's get back into this yeah. son of a bitch. Uh, you want to do a little bit of a recap from last Israel week where asshole, we left off? Yeah, yeah, Israel the asshole keys. Uh, so. He, what did we do? So we talked about um, his backstory, yep. which was kind of uh, a normal upbringing, pretty much for the most part. Yeah, being an outsider looking in, this dude sounded like, yeah, he had a few issues here and there, but who doesn't? That his life was just like everybody else's. Yeah, he few, few, few bumps in the road here and there, but not as bad as... You know, like the Gacy's or yeah, he he didn't have any of those weird like the, the Albert the, fishes. Yeah, he didn't have any of the markers that most serial killers have, like the bedwetting, the fire setting. No, the only thing that we did run into was the animal abuse with the exactly. animals and shit that he would Taking kill. Out, yeah, yeah, t- yeah. That cat thing messed me up. I was that pissed, legit like, messed me up. Yeah. Like I'm an animal lover. Like I like animals, and that was just like that's some dark stuff. So what what did you think about the fact that uh, when he killed the the cat? in front of his friends and was like got the reaction that he did and he was like oh shit I don't think anybody likes this the fuck you know it's like one of those types of people that goes to a party and is like oh I'm gonna do all this fun stuff look at me I'm being a wild crazy animal and then no one's paying attention he's just like what I'm doing this to get attention look at me I'm doing I'm a rebel I'm looking cool and come to find out it's really just no you're kind of a loser we get it but just dial it back, homie. Dial it back. Chill. <laughs> yeah, um, most other serial killers that we taught, you know, we've looked into. I don't think ever displayed a the hey, showed anybody their dark side. Yeah, there's no hey, look at me, look at me. This it's more of like I'm behind closed doors. This is how. This is all for me. This is not for you. I don't want anybody's attention. There are the few that you know started doing the notes and things, but that was. That was the escalation to that, right? Where in the start, though, it was, I don't want anybody to know. This is, I got to keep this on the DL that what I'm doing, because otherwise, 
people are going to look at me kind of weird. And then all of a sudden now you're going down that road of people are going to be watching you like, hey, this guy does some pretty fucked up shit. The thing that scared me the most with him is how much control he had over that side of him where he was just like, oh, no, I can I can put this away and I can go to work and I can. It's a light switch. Yeah, I can, I can hang on, out with my on. daughter and my girlfriend and then I can go. I'm going to go like we're going to see here. I'm going to go down to the coffee shop and I'm going to pick up more than coffee. Yeah, it's like it's he, t- he turned it off. Went to the military, mm-hmm. had what a couple years, something like that. Yeah, he was tour. in from uh, nine, was it ninety eight to two thousand one? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, so it was, was a couple years. He was in know, there for three, three and a half years, four years. Yeah, did that whole time. I don't know if he thought about killing anybody. I mean, well, well we thought that his journey to yeah, when he went know, to New Jersey, Jersey to to sign up. I'm we're, I'm pretty sure that's when he started his his hunting trip in New Jersey. Now, when he was in the military, did he ever go overseas anywhere else or was he yeah. pretty much local? Yeah, he he was stationed in Egypt, but that was at a point when we didn't we weren't openly involved with anything over so there. So, there could have been ways where he could have done stuff over there True. and no one Absolutely. would ever know because a lot of times you go over there, they just see it as a ram, random occurrence or random incident right. where for him he's like, "Oh, look at me. I'm fine tuning my skills." And Exactly. And yeah. Douchebaggery. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, I don't know, he, he's just one of the more controlled people that I have. Now, you mentioned a bank robbery last yeah. week. Do you want to no, explain that. why that's why the bank robberies were so important? Because well, we bank, didn't really cover that. Well, oh, okay. Well, I, I thought we did. I, that's why I didn't. No, we, we covered, we covered in, that, first, that first bank robbery well, the, in uh, New York. Yeah. But we well, didn't really talk to, we didn't talk about why it was. Why he bought, robbed the banks was because he had to finance his trips. Yeah. From West Coast to East Coast or yeah, West Coast he, he to didn't, wherever. He didn't use a debit card or anything like that. Whenever he went anywhere, he paid cash, cash. for everything. And put his his John Hancock on everything. Yeah, this motherfucker flew and rented cars and all this shit under his own name. No assumed That's identity. That's somebody anything. who has some serious balls. Yeah. Like straight up heavy stones. Like, look, like this guy seriously just wanted the whole look at me thing. Look how cool I am. I'm the coolest guy in the world. Yeah, he, he was hiding in plain sight. That's catch no thanks, me if man. you can. Yeah, type of thing. Or well, not really catch me if you can, but you're not going to catch me. He's smarter than you, and he knows it. Is his thing, and he's a dog. But he's, he's also cunt. a fucking <clears throat> wussy, and also a little kid at mm-hmm. heart. The same way because yep. he's just, a supervillain. He's a supervillain. He's one of those types of people that behind closed doors and whatever he'll talk a great game, how big he is, and then when push comes to shove, if he doesn't have anybody there to fight his battles for him, he's gonna run and just talk shit. He's a guy that you know starts the fight, starts the, everything going, starts instigating. And then when push comes to shove, he's back and he's like, oh, I'll get my bros to handle it. But he's, but when he and says also, something, when he says, we'll get into it a little bit yeah. more. But Sorry, I'm, I'm during, getting you guys uh, off the rails. With his death. No, no, oh, no, no. worries, man. No, during his death, when he, when he. This guy he put us suicide, off the rails. <laughs> he, before this, he makes a comment. And, but I'll, we'll get in the, I'll get did into you, more. Did you happen to get his suicide note in your notes? No, no. Okay, we can pull it up because up. We, we have to read that. It was, or we just put, we'll post it on. No, no, no. We have to read. It. I think we have to read it on the show. Just why so is can, it? Is it a long note? Or oh, was, dude, it was is like it dark. It's oh, it's geez. long and it's kind of like, uh, kind of like a poem up to himself. He's such a douchebag. This guy is like the, almost the definition of a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's uh, he's like your fucking run of the mill perfect uh, like control kill like power control killer. Yeah. 
he has to have he has to be in complete control of everything at all points in time even through the investigation he's he's yeah i remember so, you playing me some videos while we're sitting here of like oh i'll or actually you did it for everybody scratch that um <laughs> no but no you played the video of him talking about oh, i'll give you two bodies but only after cigar it's like dude come on man it's like what and that was when he got caught in texas yep for the it was, was it's called was, they called it device fraud yes Having, it, using the, using someone else's credit debit card to get oh money. yeah yeah yep. I remember you guys, yeah you guys were talking about that last episode and geez. yeah so that the two the two bodies that he talks about were uh bill and Lorraine curry courier courier sorry yep. and they're from well our home state of yep, Vermont. they're uh about what, uh, sixty miles? About an hour and a half north of here. The scary part is, I when I I actually found their address. Remember, I used to work at Lowe's in Essex. Yeah. Their house is three minute is a three minute drive from that Lowe's that I worked at. Oh no shit. The uh, the Kinney drug uh, they in the book I was reading that um, they he said that the last time that Lorraine was seen other than by her neighbors was on the security cameras at a Kinney Drugs where when I walked out of Lowe's to go to my car for break I can see that Kinney from the parking lot. Huh. It's it gave me fucking goosebumps. I was like, oh yeah. When Jesus. you guys say that, it's, well, that's kind of the thing. Is like everybody like when you live in Vermont, you kind of you know dissociated with everything else. You don't really pay attention to anybody else. Like it's in the news, but you don't really think about it because doesn't nothing like that crazy happens around here. So anyway, when you live in Vermont, you commonly think that you see these like mass killings or these disappearances or these different things. You're like, that's from everywhere else it's not around here yeah. like around here if you you will hear about somebody shooting themselves or falling out of their tree stand or single car accidents sing, yeah or My, uh, somebody getting hit by a car like and there is maybe a death or a car accident you never hear about people either coming up missing or being the victim of a serial killer or anything like that so being an outsider looking in it was like that's possible like that actually happens around here and then it makes you go through the rabbit hole of well, if that happened, what else has happened? Perfect example of that. My wife's stepfather moved up here, moved up to upstate New York from New York City in the late seventies, early eighties. He lived in Brooklyn his whole life up until then. Had never heard of a single car accident until he moved to upstate New York. He's like, "How the fuck do you get into a one car accident?" And I was like, "Oh, because up here in this area, when we get bored, we get hammered and go driving around and hit trees and shit." To be fair, <laughs> though, we also have a lot more wildlife that runs down the roads. That's true. So yeah. So this is this is how sadistic this fucker is. Okay. During his one of his interviews, he claimed that he, when asked about the couriers, he claimed that he never met them. So did you ever meet them before? No. Nope. No. But in Texas, basically, you know, told or whatever Texas or went to Alaska, told him, hey, yeah, I killed uh, two people in Vermont, you know, zoo, and it's like. How the hell do you not, you know, realize that you just ki- you, you kill these two people, but then deny it? Maybe it was denying meeting them. Like, yeah, he, it's the he never denied of, killing him. He just oh, denied knowing them. Yeah, it's that it's that whole being in control, trying to use the words, like his words, as a tool to kind of upset or annoy the law enforcement officer or whoever's investigating it, because they're gonna be like, well, now they're just playing that chess game, and he's like, no, I never met him. I killed him, yeah, but I never met him. I don't know anything about exactly. him. Exactly. Because who cares? Wow. He knew, we knew about Even him though. because he went to – he flew from Alaska 
to Chicago underneath his own name. Checked his Ooh. pistol and his luggage. Yeah, I remember you saying Except that. I was like, wow, what time frame was this? Because you can't you can't even go on a plane now with a pair of nail clippers. No, but you can still check you can still check a handgun in your luggage. You just have to let him know I have a handgun or a rifle or whatever, and it has to be in a lock case and the TSA, I believe, has to have the keys. You can't have the no. keys with you. No, you they can't no? They, no. you have to have it has to be locked in a case. And then store it underneath. It can't go with you um, no, on the plane. Yeah, it can't go and carry on. So it has to go on below. So he flies all that way. Doesn't fly into um, Essex or doesn't fly into Burlington. No, he flew into O'Hare, rented yeah, a car, car. Drove 600 miles. 996 well, miles. Was it 900? Okay, I thought it was like 600, but whatever. I, I map quested it last night drunk. <laughs> Drives all that way from O'Hare to Vermont. Can I just pause you right there? When you're doing that drive, like as a normal human being, you listen to music, you either if you have a friend, you talk to somebody, you stop, see the sights, you, you know, you do the typical touristy thing to try to keep your mind busy because that long of a drive, anyone that's ever driven more than two hours oh, is Jesus. like, I'm so bored, I'm falling asleep, I can't figure out what to do. When you when you guys were talking about that, the first thing that went in my mind is, what was he thinking about? Was he listening to music? Was he just sitting there in complete stone cold silence? I bet he was. Or was he just music. talking to himself? He I was, bet he was listening to music. He was. I, I got. I've got a mix here. Because that's a. That's almost a thousand miles of just sitting in a car by yourself. Something tells me he's he's the kind of guy where he could have been listening to music because we didn't really get into it. But like he was a big like Megadeth and Slayer. Oh, I was like, really hoping he, he was listening to the to shit sugar. that I listened to. I was hoping he was listening to a jam mix of sugar pop music of the time, like a sweet mixtape. <laughs> jock jams. Don't talk <laughs> shit about jock jams. <laughs> But How dare you? I, I, could, I could see him being the guy that would be sitting there listening to music and just tapping his thumb on the on the steering wheel. Or I could also just see him being the guy that's just a fucking lizard behind the steering wheel, just listening to the, the <laughs> fucking wipers going and not saying a word, just driving and blinking. Well, now it, I think he stopped in Tupper Lake because he he had he had the the um the the house the cabin because they moved yep. to, they moved to. New York or whatever, or he went to New York, whatever it was, and I think he stopped there because during one of his interviews, he's ta- they were asking, they went there and found his cabin or whatever the fuck it was, and basically showed you know showed him pictures and he's like, oh, I haven't been there in a long time, I mean, like about a year. Tupper, Tupper Lake, is, well, Tupper year. Lake is is on that road on that that trip through, and what I think he would take what ninety something, I don't know, yeah. But I think you're right because I think that's where he picked up his kill kit for the couriers. No, he said he had a kill kit there. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, because he is like the craziest prepper I've ever seen. Yeah. Or even like didn't see, but obviously like read about. But when you guys are talking about that, it's like, wait, he took the time. This is kind of like flight, like kind of like fight club Mm -hmm. where you go around and you're setting up your own like little clubs here, there and everything. But he's like, oh, well, I need to have one in this state. I need to have one here. You need to have one there. Oh, maybe there. So part of me is like, if this is true, this guy, like, how do you get the money to do all this? But the other part of me is like, what if he's just saying this? What if none of this stuff really existed and he's actually just saying this? So then that way it makes it seem like he's bigger and badder because there are people, there have been serial killers that will admit to other killings even though that there is no possibility of them doing it. But they did, though. They, they did. found the, all, they the found pro, most yeah. of his killed. Like, they a lot found. Of his, they he, found kill kits. Yeah, he was telling him. He Are was you like, kidding me? He's like, yeah. this is where I planted this one. I planted this one off of this trail here. Uh, the one with the couriers, he planted it in a wooded area less than two miles from their house. Are, the guy no was, but the thing shit. is, with these kill kits, the 
everything in there you can buy at a Home Depot for, I don't know, 55 bucks because he didn't put a pistol and he'd bring his own pistol with him. So it was like Drano, plastic wrap, oh, rope, said, zip ties. I thought he said he put a pistol Some in. of them he did. Um, but okay. with the courier specifically, he flew in with his pistol and had it with him. Because, well, Vermont's at all. It doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, because with, with, guess what? You break into somebody's house in Vermont for the most part, and you're gonna get shot you get yourself. caught. You're gonna get fucking blown up. Like, not gonna lie, that actually makes me feel even more paranoid about. Yeah, things this, this because guy gave realizing me the that somebody creeps. has taken the time to be like, oh, I need to have more of this. Oh, I need to go to the store and grab this. I need to do this. Oh, now I need to travel here, 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 and do yep. this. And also to have the memory to do that. Yeah, he. That, it's 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 all that whole military scary. training. And he still though. And as I much know some as people in the military, as soon as they get out, they're dumber than a box of rocks. And we got. And we, it's not due to service. It's just because they're dumb. We have to give him credit though. As much of a fucking monster as this guy is, he was smart. Yeah, he was very oh, yeah. smart man. He was. He, um, he, he he was. I think he was almost genius level up up to a point. Yeah. I mean, to go and do what he did, went for a year ahead of time, planted the kill kit. Hunted the couriers. Hunted the couriers. Or, as he would say, went shopping. Yeah. Fucking asshole. He com- he compared picking victims to going to the grocery store and finding fruit that you like. He let them come by to him, yep. or he went by them and was like, oh, hey, look. And he saw that there's no dog. No dog, no kids. No kids. A garage that's connected to the house, so he would have... Well, well let's get into it here. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, so I'm going to apologize now to your listeners. I'm probably going to ask a lot of questions oh, no, here. definitely. So this may be like a long that. episode rather than your what? typical... <laughs> expect a long episode, folks. My apologies. This is my oh, no, fault. No worries. We're going to make this long, thorough, and interesting. Yeah. Ugh. So June 8th, 2011, uh, Essex Junction, Vermont. Uh, after he planted his kill kit, which, like we said, it was less than two miles from the courier's house, um, he made his way to their house at 8 Colbert Street, which, again, like I said, I've I've been down that road before when I worked for another uh, pest control company. I've actually had customers that live on that road. Um, he, he had stocked, well, he kind of, you know, he had known of the couriers, like knew what he wanted to do, and... Uh, so he, uh, after doing his reconnaissance, like we said, they have no dog, no kids, uh, the connected garage. So it made them easy. So he broke into the garage. He found a flat-bottomed um, pry bar hanging on the wall. And he broke the window just above where the doorknob would be so he could reach in and unlock the door into the kitchen. And this is what surprises me. How the hell? He must have really cased it out. Somehow must have looked in the house. Because up there, a lot of people have security systems. You've got a fucking security <laughs> well, system. You're not. There's no way. Let, Unless if they live in the community, like there are certain people that live in that community, they don't even lock their doors for the most part. He he cut the phone line just under the junction box of the phone line to test to see if they had a security system. Because a lot of the time, if you cut a phone line and there's a security system, it'll go off. It's no, a failsafe. It it will just it will. Yes, after so long, it will right. it will. It will make a noise yeah. after so long. So he cut the phone line first to make just sure. Just to say, hey, there's there's a trouble with the phone. Yeah, right. I know this because I install the damn things. So so <laughs> he, he did cut the phone line for two reasons. First of all, like we said, that'll tell if they have a security system or not. Yeah. And second of all, if they don't have a security system and after he's broken in, they hear him. Guess what they're not doing? They're not calling for help. 
No. This guy's a he's a fucking like evil genius. Like we keep coming back to that and It's yeah, like you so, want to come up with a way worse thing to say, but when you look at like typical like movies and shows, this is like the blueprint of an evil genius or yeah. like a blueprint of the of a serial killer in like TV. Uh-huh. Yep. Like being an outsider looking in is like um all right, I don't want to know anymore. I'm going to leave, guys. Have a good day. <laughs> so uh, before we get too far into it, let's uh, let's just talk about, you know, the victims here. Let's yeah, just talk about Bill. Yeah, we'll talk about the people who deserve yeah. to be recognized, not this yeah, douchebag. So, so Bill and Lorraine, they got married in 85. So they got married in 85. They lived in an apartment in Winooski until 2003, and they bought their home in Essex. And Which, Winooski and Essex, they're, they're not yeah. very far away. They're and, stone's throw. And the, the, the yeah. 90s into the early 2000s, Winooski wasn't like the nicest area. It's actually a lot better now, um, but it, it was kind of kind of run down in spots of it. It was kind of rough, but it's a nice town now. Well, I mean, the whole area, that whole area up there, was kind of like a military area anyway. True. Yeah, because you have the because it, the um, our old uh, Fort Ethan Allen. Yeah, Fort Ethan Allen, yep. which is Army Base Cavalry. Um, That's anyway. how old it is. They still had horses. They did. Um. <laughs> uh, Bill joined the Army straight off high school. He served as a fireman and a radio operator. And then from 1980 to 84, uh, was active duty. And other two years, as he served as a reservist. Uh, he was armedly discharged in 86. The couriers were known by their neighbors to be quiet, polite couple. And often hosted family gatherings at their home and around, around, around the pool. Yeah. Why is it always that the nice people get like attacked by serial killers and like I, these kind of animals? Why can't they go after the assholes? Like karma says, if you're nice, you should be, you know, have nice brought on to you. Where it seems like, no, nah, guess what? No, you're because, douche. Because nice people get fucked over, and right? See, and it's the thing is, Bill. He's, for him, he's a for vet. this for this guy to go after Bill, that's a, he's a vet. He's a fucking huge guy. Bill was a big guy. Yeah, was he was like six five. No, like that. he was like he was like six three, like two seventy. He okay. was a, he was a big man. So he's about an inch taller than me, and about like thirty pounds heavier yeah, than me. Yeah, Bill was a and big I'm a man, big dude, and I. Yeah, he but was, how old was he again? How old? Uh, was Bill was forty nine. So yeah, he's still like in his relatively prime of his life but we'll we'll get into what made it so easy for him to to take bill but yeah well let's let's finish what we got Um, here bill worked for the at the at uvm which is the university of vermont as a caretaker for it was actually in the medical side yep he worked for the in the testing of animals caretaker for test animals sorry yeah so the the people that are like oh i hate people that you know they shouldn't test on animals this was the guy that was taking care of the test animals and like being nice to them and shit, not like exactly. you know sticking them with stuff. So he was a good dude. Yeah, uh, Lorraine is the hospital um, for the big hospital for the whole state. It's like yep. the biggest hospital, and it's also um, University of Vermont's uh, for medical center training yeah. facility. Right, and Fletcher Allen is just down the road from where they lived in Essex. Yeah, so she yeah, was it's about she a five-minute drive. Yeah, she was she was take. close to home, and yeah. I mean, Bill wasn't even that far away from work. He was a bad day on the interstate, twenty mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, twenty-five. Like minutes. you could easily walk in like 25, 30 minutes because it's right up a hill, yep. going straight up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's that's pretty much about them. So good people. Yeah, you know they did not deserve what. But what Bill then. was kind of the guy that he could take care of himself. Yeah. So I mean, by having this military training. This, you know, said it kind of was odd that he kind of got the drop on him, but 
when you when you when you break into somebody's house in the middle of the night. Yep. And you're sleeping. Yeah, someone who's wide awake coming in compared to waking up and you instant adrenaline and you don't know what's going on. Your eyes haven't adjusted. Your body hasn't adjusted. Covered up. Don't know what's going on. Yeah. So he comes in, goes upstairs. Keys does goes upstairs to their house, gets in their room, wakes them up with a. I don't know. He, he wakes him up at gunpoint. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I don't know what caliber it was. He, he had a, a Beretta twenty two, something like that. Yeah, which Again, does not matter. A twenty two will kill you fucking dead just as quick as a nine millimeter will. Because you're not going to find any. If he shot him in the head, they're not going to find anything. No, no it's going to turn his scrambled eggs. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. like you find that out with any time you look up anything dealing with like serial killers or even hitman man. Like, yep. Because that's, a twenty two is an assassin weapon. Yeah, that's because what, it goes I mean, in, it doesn't come out, and it will scramble up everything it touches. I mean, I personally use it for shooting squirrels and cans and shit, but you know, assassins like that's why they like it because it's easy to use. That's there's no recoil, and there's no exit wound, and it's not very loud. You can stand right next to somebody who's firing one off, and it sounds pretty much like a can opening. And like we said, this guy, like we said last week, this guy was making his own suppressors for stuff. Yeah, I know a guy that's made a suppressor for a Ruger twenty two pistol. Out of a uh, oil filter. Yep. And it's like, you think about that and you're like, how do you do that? Like, I know <laughs> someone that's made them out of a soda bottle yep. with a few damp, like dampening substances, like paper towels and things. Yep. It's like, how, how do people whose brains come up with that? So he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's crafty. But he, uh, he then, after waking them up, he loaded the couriers into their own car that's like a little uh, Saturn sedan and told them he was driving them. They were going for a little ride and uh, he took them out to an abandoned farmhouse where he... Proceeded to, he brought Bill downstairs, put him in a chair, zip tied his hands together behind his back, behind his back, went up, brought Lorraine upstairs or or to a bedroom. Yeah, I don't it, was, know if it, was it was upstairs. upstairs. I don't yeah, know if it was like up on the second floor. If it was a second he, floor or he whatever. Put Bill in the basement, and it just said he took her back upstairs. Yeah, it didn't go well floors. And then he raped her. Yep. And well. This is where the story gets a little bit fishy for me because there's two different accounts. And the first one was that he rapes Lorraine. Here's commotion down, down in the basement because Bill. Th- this is where both, both accounts are the same because Bill hulked the fuck out and broke, broke his zip ties. Oh, dude, if anybody well, came after my family that way. I don't care. I would do anything it took to I get mean, it out of it. Zip ties it. are hard enough to cut. Could you imagine having them behind your back and getting that pissed off that you broke them? Yeah, that's, that's the reason why a lot of times law enforcement are using those now. Yep. Is because once they're on you. They are hard to break. Good luck. Yeah. And it's hard to finagle your way out of them. Mm-hmm. He gets out and is making the commotion. Keys goes down. Kicks the shit out of him. Yep. And then, what is it? Then go gets, goes and gets the rain, brings her ass down. He... he uh, from the research I did, he beat the living shit out of Bill and then killed him and then took Lorraine back downstairs. And then killed her. Yeah. So he but, must have had like a weapon or something. Like yeah, that. He, he, had the, a, he had a pistol. He, he shot Bill in the head twice. Oh, uh, okay. And then um, just went AWOL punching and smashing. Yeah. Then when he brought Lorraine down, he uh, he strangled her. Yeah. Well, then, then – but the other account that we heard was that there must have been a commotion and then Lorraine escapes – yeah, she got out, she, like, out she, to the front lawn, and he yeah, and tackled he her. Tackled her ass, brought her back in, which pissed him off. And then and then that account said that he shot both of them. I, I didn't see much about, so, about her being, being shot. But who but, knows? Who knows? Because we don't even know if she got just got strangled and that was it. It was his word versus, 
you know, yeah, you, you have, you have a shot at her and missed. That's There's, a possible thing it's like too. You have, you have to but remember no the, the only source of this is him. Yeah. is Israel Keys. He's the only one that has any information on this. And now everybody that is involved in this case directly, like the victims and the perpetrator, are all dead. Yeah. The the investigators couldn't find anything? No. 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 Because they went to go – he tells them about it. Okay. This this kind of leads up to – Oh, I've got a a theory that I went fucking crazy. So he he tells them, okay, this is what I did. Yep. This is where you can find them, this house. The FBI goes there. Nope. The FBI contacted Essex PD. Well, probably the, the the Vermont FBI went there as well. Because Bill Murdy, the uh, the detective from Essex, was the lead investigator for this case in Vermont. He uh, he went there with the FBI because he's like, okay, this is the address. He gave he gave them fucking coordinates to this place, not just an address. He gave them like GPS coordinates to it. They get there, the house is completely gone. It had been abandoned. Um, it had been uh, bulldozed. But he told them that after he killed them, he pulled a tarp over him. Put Drano. He, he put, put Drano on him, pulled a tarp over him, and just threw a bunch of shit from the basement on top of him, so that if anybody went in there, they wouldn't even think that like, oh, it's just a pile of garbage in the middle of yeah. the basement, you know. Um, but when uh, Detective Murdy and the FBI got there, the house is completely gone. It had been bulldozed, and all everything had been taken to uh, a, a landfill, like quote unquote, up north, which for us Essex is up north. So I don't know where I, the I don't, fuck they're taking it. I don't think it was up north. I think it was across the lake. But they... Possible. To Ticonderoga. Yeah. They went through that landfill for eight weeks. Every day they were there for eight hours a day for eight weeks going through there, and they found no human remains at all, which is where I get into a theory where... There's a possibility that they could have just bulldozed it and crushed it all in, and they're still at that location. That's, that's true. But he... Uh, Keys had a history of throwing bodies in lakes. And we have the biggest lake in New England in Vermont. It borders Vermont, New York. And Please don't tell me Champ ate them. <laughs> That's going to be an episode, folks. And Champ. Their, their house is less than a half an hour from Lake Champlain. But if you want to go to the deepest part of the lake, which is down between Essex, New York, and Charlotte, Vermont, it's about 430 feet. That's less than an hour the wide up there though is the widest point right but the deepest point which is where he probably where if he was going to dispose of a body that's the best place to do it and that's i I think he could have disposed of it up there too that's true but the deepest part of that lake is less than an hour away from where he killed them and he had he had their car with vermont plates so you're less likely to be Hate to say it, if you come to Vermont and you have plates that aren't green and look like ours, and you have a, you stand a lot better chance of getting pulled over because you're from out of state. No comments on that one. I used to work for a <laughs> rental car company. I got pulled over one time because my plates were from another state, and as soon as he found out that I worked for a rental car company and I gave him my license, he goes, "Oh, you're fine." So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna make we're gonna make this point a lot stronger here in a couple of minutes for them being in the lake. Yeah, um, yeah, because the because the the reason for the lake theory. Has to do with Tupper Lake, because and a lake in Washington, and a lake in Washington, and a lake can, in Alaska, which he can yes, which is for Koenig, yep. which is the the only the Couriers and Samantha Koenig are the only two only three murders that they have any they have any evidence yep. that ties him to it. The Tupper Lake <clears throat> murder, well, not murder. Because they can't prove that he did anything. Because Tupper Lake is uh, another lake that's really deep. 
He has a thing for lakes that are deep. But let, let, let's be real here. And really fucking cold. <laughs> the woman that he killed, that he most likely put into Tupper Lake, the police weren't going to be overly worried about trying to find her because she was a drug addict and a sex worker. And that's what they put into that category of the, quote, less dead, because it's just like, oh, it's one less person we have to worry about arresting. Exactly. But as, as gross as that is to think about and to say, that's that's exactly what it is. They care, like they care less about street people. They're throwaways. Exactly. As, as exactly. sad as it sounds and as sad as it is, it's all they are is yep. just throwaways and a statistic. Human trash in yeah. a number. Even though they, they were somebody's child, they were somebody's daughter, someone's sister. Somebody's mother in this case. Somebody's mother. Even though the, they the had families in, uh... and they were just at a tough time in their life. Mm-hmm. But what kind of you know led the FBI to start asking about if there's any bodies in the lake had to do with the fact that he he mentions just I don't know. Hey, did you did you check that one lake in Washington that a, I mentioned? Do you know about this uh, this lake in uh, Washington? It's uh, called uh, Crescent Lake. And this motherfucker knows the exact footage of the deepest point of the lake. Yeah, it's like hmm. uh, like 600 feet deep oh, in the center. No, I've got a fishing. fish finder. It only goes down 100 feet, but that lake's about 635 feet deep. You know, it's really cold. He's like, <laughs> maybe he got bored and just read topographical maps. Oh, dude, he's a cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I was like, I'm going to join in on this episode. I think this is the perfect time for me to come in because you guys are both heated, like upset. And I'm like, I'm going to try to dial it back a little bit, but it's like, no, this is. <laughs> There's a lot of like worth hatred here. It's just you guys were literally stretching yourself thin and like yeah, it stressed was, out. The by last this couple guy. weeks have been rough with this asshole. And he said that basically that that they're hinted that there could be a body yeah. there. Um, That's so the scariest thing is like there's a hint. So it's now like okay, as the law enforcement side of it, it's like, do we go? Do we investigate? Do we let it slide? What what should we do? Like, not only did he our, hint, not only did he hint that there might be a body, he also hinted that he maybe had rented a boat for cash from somebody with no paperwork. Well, yeah, you can do that anywhere. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. I can. Go to the nearest lake and ask them, "Hey, can I borrow your boat for an hour and go fishing?" Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna think anything of it. Here's two hundred dollars. You're not gonna find. He knew that they were not gonna find the body ever because Because the lake is so deep. It's so deep and so so cold cold. that you can't send divers down there. The only way to do it would would be with a uh, uh, UAV. And and that's and even then, the same thing. No one want to spend that money. No. And the same thing with Tupper Lake. You know, he he knew how how deep it was. Been around the area, just like. Uh, Crescent Lake because he had been around the area, mm-hmm. you know, lived in Washington, did hiked around there, did whatever. Which kind of sidetrack on this one? Turns out that what could tie him to this was he was what in the area a week before something like that. Like at one like within a week of uh, he was uh, there like with this, a week period or something like that for a uh, um. A 5K race. Oh, yeah, the marathon with the guy that went missing in the woods. Yeah. Uh, again, another Army veteran. About this guy went missing. That was in his 50s and a big, big man and went. He was like that. this Israel Keys guy was compensating for something. It's like, I imagine, I wonder if when he was in the military and it's very hush-hush, no one said anything, or he just didn't want to talk about it because it was the first time he was ever victimized as whether being bullied or being, you know, put in situations that were he felt were beneath him or because or, it seems like that is his calling card for the like for these two guys these two gentlemen is that they're bigger gentlemen they're army vets and 
It's either that or he just enjoyed the challenge because I think that's what it was. He like liked him, hunting somebody that was bigger than him. Yeah, and it's like he views Which, himself as the absolute, the consummate predator. And you step your game up a little bit more, a little bit more. Okay, you deal with women of the night or you deal with the little grandmother or the cat or the kid or whatever. Exactly. Cause and that you start building up. And this is his escalation is trying to find these quote unquote monsters of former military. And it's like, oh, let's go after this guy. You're or, so close to making my point for me that you're like, like should right. I, I'm just going to stop. I'll let you oh. do it because I don't want to take over the show. This is because, your show. Because most of the time. <laughs> Otherwise, these... this would be a way cooler show. We're about <laughs> wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling. Sorry. We're people. still going to do that one. Okay. Shh. Don't talk about it. You guys can't um, tell anyone. But no, like uh, most. Anyway. That, that's another thing that didn't line up with him with other serial killers is a lot of the time other serial killers are not going for male victims because we're. They want easy. Exactly. And I know there's women out there that can kick my ass. I'm married to one. I so am I. But <laughs> that can both kick his ass. Like, but serious. men generally are harder to physically control than women, especially when you have two big dudes like these, like the especially former military. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So back to the couriers. Well, um, definitely. On June 9th, after uh, after Lorraine didn't show up to work, Diane Smith, who was actually uh, Bill's sister who worked with Lorraine, uh, called UVM to ask Bill why she wasn't at work. When she found out that Bill hadn't showed up either, that's when she started to get a little worried because both of them are extremely punctual people, and uh, they rarely, very rarely called out of work. So she then called called their house, got no answer, um, called Essex PD to, to have them do like a drive-by like um, welfare check. Yeah. Uh, it, took, it took them about 45 minutes to get to the house, which really can't you know that's really nothing big there because so it took uh, it took SXPD yeah I I didn't even shut it off so it took SXPD about 45 minutes to to respond which um, it's not uncommon because it's a welfare check it's not like hey uh, I think my mom fell down her stairs can you go help her and they'd have somebody there quick yeah yeah yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say anything bad about how the SXPD handled this case because they did the best that they could but the the, the crime was so random, any police department would have had a hard time doing this one. They didn't botch the fucking thing. No, they didn't fuck this up. They, they did... weren't super cops, but they weren't bottom of the barrel. They yeah. definitely were there. They were doing their job as best as they could exactly. with what they, information they, they had. They did their job to the best of the ability that they could with what they had to work with. Yeah, because they probably know. never experienced anything like this. No, God. It, it, and this guy that they're, is doing this has been doing this across the country. and For years. And he's researched it from what you guys yep. said. He knows how to play this game and wants to play this game. So they're kind of they're SOL. They, even though they tried the hardest, yeah, they they did what they could. Um, I mean, as as he said, I think what they're used to robberies, some random, uh, you know, drunk in public, hunt, hunting, hunting accident shooting. They, they said that the most common, the most common case that SXPD has to deal with is missing persons, but that's people that want to go missing. Like they're people that are like runaways. I'm going to go hiking. Oh yeah, and they don't tell anybody, and they're like, oh shit, we're you know we're so-and-so go and then two days later they show up and they're like well what the fuck were you oh is that hiking oh, okay that's fine yeah so it's it's voluntary missing persons but when the police got there they found that all the doors were locked all the wind all the blinds were drawn inside the house mm-hmm. it wasn't until one of the cops kind of came around the back of the house where the kitchen window was and looked in and saw that the the window from the garage was broken so then at that point in time they have they have reason to enter the house oh so he broke into the garage he he, he 
broke into the garage but didn't do any physical damage to anything outside to make it look like he like kicked a door in or broke a window or anything like like that. So yeah, okay. you don't find any clues unless you're really looking exactly. for them. Exactly. I'm, I'm guessing he like, he jimmied the lock with something and came in and shut the door and locked it behind him. So when they see the broken glass, they have reason to enter the house and try to figure out what's going on. And they as they're walking through the kitchen, they obviously see the broken glass on the floor in the kitchen, meaning it was broken from the garage in. Mm-hmm. When they walk in, they see a shot glass on the counter, which has got Bill's diabetes medicine in it for the next morning, which he didn't take. Bill's wallet was still there. The only thing that was missing other than Bill and Lorraine were Lorraine's purse and a thirty eight caliber Ruger revolver. And in a car. In their car. In their right? car. Yep. So they, they called in the Vermont State Police crime scene search team to do a more extensive search of the house. Uh, and this is when they begin processing it as a crime scene instead of a potential domestic assault or something like that. And mm. Um, on June 11th, uh, George Murdy, the detective, uh, got a call that someone had seen a man driving uh, Bill and Lorraine Saturn, who did not fit the description of either Bill or Lorraine. I'm guessing it was probably someone who didn't necessarily maybe know Bill or Lorraine, but they knew the car. Like a lot of the time, like around here, you live in a small town, you see somebody you don't necessarily know him, you see him coming down the road, you're like, hey, you know, wave to him. But uh, a few days after the call about the car had come in, uh, they found it next to, uh, they found the car abandoned next to a dumpster in a parking lot of an apartment complex on Pearl Street, which is, uh, it's about five, it's actually only about five minutes away from where Bill and Lorraine lived. So the apartment was, yeah. was close. Uh, they, even like a very quick inspection of the car, the police noticed that the driver's seat was pushed way back like a taller person had been driving and the passenger seat was pushed up. Like, so it was almost touching the dashboard. Which doesn't make any, I mean, Lorraine could have been driving or right. been in the passenger seat and it doesn't make any sense unless you have two people stuffed in the back seat on the floor and on the back seat or one yeah. yeah that's that's what i thought was like okay so he stuffed lorraine on the floor put bill on the back seat tied him up so they couldn't sit up there's or also the trunk or the trunk too yeah and depending on what type of saturn it was some of those saturns had a pretty decent yep. sized trunk i owned one yep mine had yeah. a mine had a big ass trunk in it so you could easily fit possibly bill in there and lay her across the floor in the back seat throw some blankets on there because right. that's a common thing too around here in most areas is that you have just oh blankets, depending on what time of the weather jackets. is you're gonna have jackets sweatshirts blankets just because cold weather prep is what we vermonters need to yeah. do it, it can fucking snow in june here so. <laughs> it was snowing like two months ago yeah like a little bit more in-depth search they did find some broken glass on the floor which when the crime scene team uh, tested it it actually matched the same it came from the same piece of glass as the window from the garage into the kitchen. Hmm. So he had walked in. This is where I think this is, this is where he starts getting sloppy because he's not no, at this point in time, because he walked through the broken glass. Any other time, I think he would have gone around it, but he walked right through it this time. If you get shoes on. Right. But are you, if you're trying to sneak into somebody's house and say they have like linoleum floors or hardwood floors, are you going to step in the glass and make noise and potentially get it stuck in your shoes so you're making noise when you're walking through? Yeah, but I would walk around it. I don't know. But I don't know. It was it was after this that uh, after they found the glass that they started taking DNA samples from hairbrushes and toothbrushes and stuff like that to start building a DNA profile for Bill and Lorraine just just in case the worst did happen. Yeah. The police did checks to see if there'd been any activity on credit cards or phones or anything like that, uh, and they came up empty. Uh, five days after Bill and Lorraine went missing, uh, members 
uh, members of their family went in front of the media and asked for their safe return on August 15th. On August 15th, George Murdy had contact uh, had contact with FBI profiler Bob Drew, who said uh, he he told him that the you know the couriers are most likely dead. He's like they've been missing for this long, they're oh yeah they're, they're dead. There's you know not much we can do with that. He told him that it was most likely at the hands of a white male who had con who had most likely had contact with one of the couriers and began to target them for the crime. And it was most likely carried out with a firearm. Murdy took the FBI's advice and began gathering piles piles of information and documents on the couriers and uh, tracked their life back step by step to the beginning of 2011 um yeah like i said these guys worked their asses off trying to help these people out and they just they got yeah i hate to say they got outclassed but that's kind of what happened they got well, they've never they never had to encounter exactly they never they never come up against somebody like this guy most of the break-ins up there are like, you know, dumb people trying to get money for drugs and shit. What, the closest serial killer that in the area, closest one would be the the Connecticut River killer? Which we're going to cover because that's an unsolved one. You know, I mean, that's that's the closest one, but that wasn't even in Vermont. That no. was in New Hampshire. No. Um, he, he, he fucking pulled it off. Yeah. <laughs> but as we said, they... Uh, after they found that the house where they'd been kept had been bulldozed, they investigated that landfill where everything had brought for, they investigated it for eight weeks and there was no human remains that matched anyone missing, including Billy Lorraine. So yeah, he, uh, so that's where my theory comes back in that they are in the bottom of Lake Champlain somewhere. And mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, they won't be the, they would not be the only bodies there. Yeah. And in the interviews that, um, that commenced, uh, in uh what about like may june somewhere in that area the interviews um about that may june area um where the investigation was going on for the couriers interviews that took place um after he was caught and about the time that you were talking about the them looking for the bodies mm -hmm. he was being Keys was being informed about the whole thing, and you can see the you know we watched the interviews, and he Fucking was just hate. he was like, well, hate it, well you know, all right, well I gave you the information, I, I'm sorry that you know the bodies aren't there, they bulldozed them out. Have what, they found anything? What else do you want me to do? Yeah, he uh. had that, like that full like elitist like I gave you this, it's not my fault, whatever. And I was like, I was gonna watch the interviews to oh, kind of join in the fun and. There's no fun at all to have. Fun was a poor, poor choice of words there. But I was actually going to watch the interviews to kind of get an understanding and all this stuff. But every time I turned it on, I was like, uh, no. No, I'm cool. I'm going to go watch a painting tutorial on how to paint a miniature or something like that. Because that's way more enjoyable than watching this guy who has snide comment, like the little douchebag undertones. And it's like, we get it. You did. You killed people. You got away with it for the most part. We understand all this stuff. But shut up, man. Just let it be. Yeah. Like, there's people that are suffering. We understand you don't care about your family, but these are people's family members. No, 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 no. no he, he did care about his family. He did. Oh. He did not want any I've of the... Him. Yeah, he didn't want any of the footage. He didn't want any notoriety at all for what he did because he nope. wanted to protect his daughter. Yeah, he she, didn't want he's his like, daughter I don't, to I don't want out. my daughter to grow up and Google my name someday and see what I did. So how did he... Okay, this is off the rails. Sorry, everybody, but who procreated with this guy? Like, who uh, shacked up with him? 
it's going to sound weird because growing up, his family did spend time going to a uh, uh, white supremacist kind of yeah, church. Yeah, you, you saying that with the Chevy and the Cheyennes yeah. and well, the Pickama Ducks. <laughs> the Pickama Ducks. The, the sweet up, family the that you know that are super racist that don't like anyone except for named after trucks. Well, yeah. the the thing the thing that I thought was weird about that was going to that church and stuff that the woman he had a child with was half black, half Native American. So obviously the racist bullshit didn't stick with him. Yeah, well, and also it must not have because, stuck too well with his family because his name is Israel. Yeah, and, and they were you know clan members. His parents were clan members, right? No, or, no, no. 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 Oh, okay. The family next door possibly were clan members. Allegedly were clan members. <laughs> well, and the church they attended. See, I was, okay, that was, those are the parts yeah. I was piecing together because I was like, why would they want to be friends with these, like, why would the clan family want to, alleged clan family want to be friends with them when his first name is Israel and when down to the core of the clan, they don't like Jews. They don't like, and I'm like, right. Piecing those things again. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Which, that, that's the other thing that I thought was weird was, you know, the woman that he had a child with is decidedly not white because, you know, black people are usually not white and neither well, are Native Americans. Apparently, compared to the rest of his family, he, he liked to live on the wild side. He didn't. I don't think it bothered. I don't think it stuck with him. I think he was just like, eh, whatever. Well, you, you know? said he was an atheist. Yeah. So, which, it, nothing wrong with that. No. Yeah. No. no the, the, the whole. So this guy's just a paradox to me. Yeah, and he's, the, he's a fucking a, Rubik's Cube person. Yeah. The whole case, like, after... It makes Shrek look like plain Jane white bread. He's, he's ah. like if you took a dog shit, like a fresh dog shit, and put an onion around it, because the further you get to the middle and the core, the more it smells. You know? You get, like, onion smell, but then you get onion and dog shit smell. And dog shit smells worse than onions. Yeah. But if you mix the two, it's what this guy probably smelled like. Exactly. And the, yeah. whole, and the whole case after... He got caught, and then you know, in, in in the interview, doing interviews, and then after his death, a lot of this stuff, like it, it just fucking gets weird. Even after his death, yeah, the, the, some of the shit that goes on, we'll get into that. But yeah, so the next one we're gonna talk about is uh, Samantha Koenig. She is the the third person that was uh, murdered by Keys, and uh, and the only other one that they can pinpoint two keys because well he confessed to killing her and uh, i'm gonna give you a little bit of a warning if if you like to drink you might want to fix yourself one because it gets really fucking rough right here yeah because this this is a she was 18 years old all she was doing was working at a coffee stand yep. in anchorage Which, that's her only crime yep was working at a coffee wrong place stand. wrong time Yep. Um, and these, looking forward to her future, you know, working to be able to pay to go to their school. She, she or... was saving up money to go to veterinarian college. <laughs> and I, I think I think this was the second one that he just did at random. Yep. Because the first one when he raped was going to kill her, but then it was like, eh, fuck it. Yep. I'll let her go. This one that surprised me. I'm not gonna lie. That legit surprised me that because it's like that can easily be tied back, but, but like, in the situation like, it made sense. Like we said last week, he had all the equipment that he needed to rape her, point at crotch, um, didn't have what he needed to kill her and dispose of her. So I think that's the only reason that stopped him from from killing that I mean, first girl. She never came forward, never nope. we still don't nobody knows who she is. Nope. Completely anonymous. So Because why would you want to talk about it? I mean This is true, yeah, and especially raped. now you find out what but I was just surprised because of finding out he's dead now and all this other stuff. But then again, why would you want to bring up those yeah, it's, shit memories? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, I mean, 
Well, no, it was kind of planned. This was it was a it, spur of the moment, but he did have a kill kit. But the, the whole the whole thing with the coffee shop was it was planned, yes, but it was not planned to be an abduction slash murder. He was planning on just robbing the coffee shop, and then when he saw Sam, he kind of changed his mind. It was like I'm taking this girl home with me. And this is the part where you're gonna find out how fucked up this guy is. No, I don't need to. I've already figured it out. Like oh. I said, I was coming in to lay down some humor and some jokes and be because. Little funny, haha, and it's like, no, man. Any humor about this whole situation just cheapens, yep. like the sacrifice and the loss of all these families and everything. And on it, honestly, and we're gonna get into it, but um, Sam's death was it was kind of a sacrifice because, as much as it as it sucks that she was abducted and sexually assaulted and killed, if he hadn't done this to her he would still be going. She's the reason he got caught. So, yeah, it's... it's, Yeah. So he... he she, she she gets... She's closing up for the night. Okay? And cause it is snowing like a motherfucker yeah. out. This, this was February 1st of 2012. Yeah. She's sno- it's snowing. As it does in Alaska. Yes. In February. Right. Or July. You know. <laughs> no, I don't know if it. No, I've seen videos of where it doesn't snow in July. Uh he approaches in a ski mask. Now, here's the here's the kicker. They know all this because there is video footage, which I will be putting a uh, link to that up in the show notes. Yeah, for this week of him. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't see the video footage of him approaching. All I saw was the it, video. footage. It's all from the inside. Yeah. The, the security footage that they have. But there must be some outside that they just didn't, they couldn't get access to. The, the security footage that they got of him and her walking away was from the Home Depot. Oh, Which yeah. is across okay. the parking lot. It was like 100 yards from the coffee stand. Yeah. So you obviously can't tell that it's him or you don't get any facial features, but you just see two people walking. And then one person breaks off and starts running and then the other one tackles yeah. it, tackles the other person. So he, he approaches because she's getting ready to close. Mm-hmm. He approaches... She thinks, oh, gee, my last customer. Yeah. He goes up, orders a, a drink. He ordered a fucking Americano. Whatever the fuck This guy's is. an asshole. He can't even just get black coffee like a normal person. Whatever that is. I don't know. Americano is. is one of those kind of coffees that has like coffee or an espresso, milk, and foam. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I like the macchiatos. Just because it sounds fun to say. <laughs> you would. Know. You would like it, wouldn't you? No, to be honest with you, I drink coffee straight black. Black no with nonsense. a touch of sugar? No, just straight black. I gotta have a little bit of sugar in it. I, I just I drink hatred. I like drinking <laughs> hatred. Nice. I used to live on caffeine and nicotine and hate, but pretty much the nicotine's gone, so now it's just caffeine and hate. So, so she made him the coffee. Turns around, hands it back. He pulls out a gun. Tells her, "What? Turn the lights off." Yep. This is a robbery. This turn is a the robbery. Off. Turn the lights off. Tells her to what? Get on the ground, mm-hmm. get on the floor. He gets in. He climbed in through the service window where she was trying to hand him out the coffee. Gets in there, takes her, drags her ass out. No, he he zip tied her hands behind her. Oh back yeah, first. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's right. But then drags her out. Um, and then what? You said that he. Uh, I didn't see this part, but he said he walked. He, with her to his vehicle to her yep, vehicle, to his, his, vehicle to his truck where his he, truck. Had, he had taken um the work rack off the back of it he taken the uh, magnets off the side that had 
where it would said keys construction, which is fucking smart. Um, it, it you know the, the the magnet said keys construction, uh, fully licensed, fully insured, and it had his phone number underneath it to contact him. It was his business truck, so he took that off. He took the plates off, and he took the work racks off, so that. It, I wonder when they took off the magnets, if they're still the outline of the magnets. Because a lot of times oh, when you no. do that, there's He was still... smart. It was one of those big square ones where it was, like, screen printed on it. So all that would have been would just been, like, a clean square spot under the oh. dirt. But he also was driving a white uh, Chevy Silverado, which is the most common vehicle in the entire state of Alaska. I also for found that out make, what model, Americano and color. Is. What's that? I found out what Americano is. I just decided to look it up. It's a rich caramel espresso shot, espresso shot, hot water, and cream. That. It's watered down espresso with some cream on the top of I it. I fucking hate this guy. He can't even drink coffee, right? Uh, hey, man. To each his own? I, I'm not knocking people uh, like those things. No, I just hate this guy. Um, so he walks, walks her to the vehicle, basically almost like... Like, hey, she, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. She's got thing. her hands zip tied behind her back. He's got his arm around her waist, like he's walking his drunk girlfriend home from the club. Which the other hand, he's got a twenty-two pistol stuffed into her ribs. And uh, at one point in time, she actually does break free from him and starts running. And he just fucking like he was he was a tall guy, but he was apparently pretty quick. He, ch- he chased her down, tackled her into a snowbank, pulled her back up, and said, "You do that again, and I will kill you right here." Then walked her back to the truck. Um, Put her in the back seat after he tied her up further. Put her in the back seat, covered her up with uh, blankets and tarps and stuff like that so she couldn't be seen. And um, he kind of just drove around town for a while explaining to her that it had turned from a robbery into now a kidnapping for ransom. So, yeah, this this is the point where I started drinking was reading about this whole thing with Sam. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this this one was this was fucking rough. So he brings her. So this is how sadistic he is. He doesn't bring her to a random place. No, he brings her back to his house, to his workshop, his garage. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's probably where he feels most comfortable. Has all the tools, and he can do whatever he needs to do. Yeah, he brings her back to there. He, meanwhile, his daughter and girlfriend. Or in the house. Less than 50 feet away from where he is. Oh. He rapes her? No. We're, not yet, he doesn't. First, he tied her up. Told her, I need your ATM card. I need your PIN. And I want your cell phone. And she told him, I left my phone at work because, you know, obviously I left in a hurry. So he drives back to the Common Grounds coffee shop where she worked. Which, this coffee shop kind of looked like uh, kind of looked like a big-ass fishing shanty. And it was just like on a trailer kind of thing, so you could just move it wherever you wanted. Yeah, it was a mom and pop kind of operation. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he goes back in, breaks back into the shop, gets your cell phone, finds the ends of the zip ties that he had cut off that he forgot, finds those on the floor, picks them up, takes them with him too. Again, starting to get sloppy. And that's not sloppy. That's just being proficient. But being sloppy in the first place by forgetting them there. Well, to be fair, he also probably had to deal with her and do that whole situation if it's a small shack like a fishing shanty style thing there's not much moving around and then trying to get her back to the truck he may have went back but then true. but he but it also he either way it's he's a messed kind up situation. of uh, he's proficient yeah he's very being very proficient he's also uh, trying to cover his tracks as yeah, best as he can because he's like oh he if it's there i might as well yeah he probably has gloves on yeah, yeah. exactly you know Dude, it's fucking so freezing outside. what is he worried about on? he's not worried about fingerprints 
No. Because he could have left him. But he's just like, oh, shit, I made a mess. Hold on. Yep. Let me pick that up. Yeah, because then that way there's nothing out of place. It looks like she just left and she closed like, up like, shop. Yeah, like left. she had a bad night closing and just didn't clean up after herself and this and that and the other. Um, the worst part about this up to this point, other than her being kidnapped, is when he went back to the coffee shop, he had missed Sam's boyfriend who was there to pick her up by less than an hour. So he gets her phone, goes back to his uh, goes back to his garage and goes, where's your ATM card? It's in my boyfriend's truck. He goes and prints a fucking map out and says, I want you to point on here to where I can find your boyfriend's truck. <laughs> so she finds she gives him his address. He goes to the boyfriend's house, breaks into his truck. And in the process of breaking into the truck, the boyfriend comes out of the house, sees somebody in his truck and starts yelling at him. And Keys steps back out and stands up, and because he was he was like six two, six three, he was a, he was a tall guy. Yeah, yeah. And the boyfriend sees him and is kind of like, "Oh shit!" and just goes back in the fucking house, shuts the door and locks it. So he just broke into his truck and he's like, "Fuck it," and just goes back in the house. So he now has Sam's cell phone, Sam's ATM card, and Sam. So this is where, yeah, this is where he goes back to his garage, ties her up further. Uh, sexually assaults her, man, and, rapes her. Yeah, and then he strangled her to death with a zip tie. Now, he, here's the thing: he rapes her, does all this to her, kills her. Okay, sends out, makes a ransom note. Oh no, that's not yet. He uh, after he after he well, after, go, after well, he go raped, into it. There, after he raped I, I'm just trying her. to. I'm doing the fine points here, and I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm somebody that knows yeah, nothing. No, so I've, you, I've, you guys got to teach me like the regular fans. So after he rapes and kills her. He uh, he kind of hoists her body up over a uh, over a crossbeam in his garage to um, I'm guessing to let the blood settle further in her body, like down towards her legs and her feet in that area. Well, yeah, and if it's that cold, depending on if the garage is heated or not, that blood will you hang them up, coagulate, and then yep, exactly evil bad things that you see on TV that you don't ever want to know in real life. Well, in the meantime, while she's hanging up there and he's letting all this happen to her, he goes in the house, uh, takes a shower, packs for their okay, vacation. Yeah, that's where I was going. I was, that's where I was going, was that he he goes in, plans plans a vacation. Oh, the vacation was already planned. He was just packing well, for it. Yeah, he packs for it. But, now, if I remember right... This, this motherfucker went in and... He, 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 he talks with her, has goes on the vacation. Hold on. He goes in, does all of his stuff, Kisses his girlfriend goodnight and puts his daughter to bed. Then goes back out to finish up with Sam. That's that's the kind of fucking monster that this guy is. That he can just go, I'm going to do something normal, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've got something I have to finish. So he goes out. That's a light switch situation, man. That's yeah. what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Goes on a vacation he, for he 15 go- days to the Caribbean. This is after he took her down, stuffed her in a fucking uh, cupboard in his garage, and packed a bunch of stuff in front of her so that she couldn't be seen. So, yeah, because well, it's fucking cold yeah. and it's February, and don't have to worry about rot or anything like that. Right. So the next morning they take off and they're gone for fifteen days. Well, poor Sam is dead in his garage. So after he returns, he uh, he plans the uh, he writes out the ransom note, all that, and um, actually takes Sam's body out of the closet, out of the cupboard, whatever it is, uh, thawed her out. And sexually assaults her again, and I did in the book that I was reading. He uh, 
he did say that he was surprised that the, he still felt warmth, which is the fucking most disgusting thing I've ever heard. That I guarantee was said for shock value because right. a lot of times when they're saying things like that, they want to keep them feeling, you know, whoever's interviewing, keep them interested, keep them interested, keep the uh, the and, nastiness there. And you know what? It, it worked because that was that was fucking awful. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So he writes up the the ransom note. He gets a newspaper uh, from the thirteenth, I believe. Um, puts it, puts it beside her. Takes a photo. Okay. Takes a photo. And in the photo, it looks like she's wide awake. Okay. Well, let let me get into that though. So what he had done is he had gone to. Uh, he, well, okay. I'm sorry. It, it's <laughs> in my brain. It, it, I, I need to get rid of it. Um, Gone to a local Walmart and bought a bunch of cosmetics. Uh, when he went back to his, his garage, he spent between three and four hours putting makeup on her. Um, and it, she still didn't look right. She still looked like she was just completely expressionless. Um, so after trying to do some stuff with like uh, like tape and super glue on her face to try to give her a little bit of emotion, which he still couldn't do, he took a, uh, he took a curved needle and some fishing line. Uh, he sewed a line down between her eyebrows and along the, I believe he said it was the left side of her nose, and then came back up through the other eyebrow. And when he got done, he pulled the string tight so it looked like she had her eyes scrunched shut. And then he started taking the pictures. He took five or six pictures before he finally got one that, that he thought looked good enough to use. No, no, no. He, he had them scrunched shut. There's a couple of different pictures where she has her eyes open still. And she just looks like a corpse. The one he actually sent in is the one where she's got her face kind of like crunched up like she's like she's scared. Um, the other pictures they, they have were from when they raided his house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they, they, they said on, on there that he had did the, his – he sent it with his eye, her eyes open. Yeah, he, he had – Because a, to make her look like she was still alive because in the ransom note, you know, she said, you know, if you want to see her alive, well, you wouldn't have a scrunched up – well, he, he would go on during one of his interviews with the FBI to say, quote, she didn't look good. I mean, her skin, you could start to see the blood underneath her skin and some bruising. She definitely didn't look alive. So, yeah, it took me a long time. Yeah, I just decided to be stupid and look it up. And you can clearly see the uh, the bruising underneath the part where he used the uh, the zip tie. The zip ties around yep. her neck. You can see the bruising there on her chest, probably where he was kneeling down. And it's... It's not a not a good thing. Definitely definitely not a good thing. <sighs> Realizing that someone this messed up would do all this shit. Yeah. So the 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 the, fo- the, fo- the photo got out. The community get band together got the 65,000 put it in her account. Which he was only asking for 30 originally. Yeah, to get to get her back. They weren't going to get her back. No. Not possible. No, considering she she had already been dead for damn near a month at the point in time mm-hmm. that the the yeah. ransom note went out. He, yeah, she had been dead for a month or so, whatever it was, twenty some odd days, I think, two weeks, yeah, from two months, something like that. Been dead. He dismembers her body, puts her part body parts in bags. This says, "Hey, I'm going to go out ice fishing." Well, to go out ice fishing, there you have to take a chainsaw. Oh, it's ice fish, ice fishing anywhere. You have to cut a hole in the ice. You don't have to necessarily. You can do an auger hole, but he cut a hole so that 
you know, and plus you hear that sound, you know, okay, whatever. You're probably just thinking someone's going out there ice fishing exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Takes fucking bloop, bloop, dumps the fucking bo- you know, bags in the, in the lake, and which is, uh, Montas, Manasuka. Is that how it's Manasuka? I'm trying to find it here. Um, Mana, Mana, Uska, Mana Uska. That's what it was. Not Manasuka. Yeah. Mana Uska. Matanuska is how I was pronouncing it, but I'm probably sure. pronouncing it wrong. He dumped their body in, and then he began doing his little traveling. He went He went to an ATM mm-hmm. in Anchorage. Yep, just to test it to make sure that he gave her the right number. Took out the money. Went from there to, what was it, uh, uh, Southwest. Arizona. Somewhere. Arizona took New out Mexico, money. New Mexico took out money. And Texas. Then Texas. Texas was his last place, and the fucker got caught that, there. That takes us right back to the very beginning where we started last week, where he got busted in Texas. Because they, the whole time they could, they could trace it, but all they saw for tracing purposes of you know who came up at the time was just someone in a mask. Mm-hmm. They could not get anything because you're not going to see anything at all on it you're not going to see a uh a person you know because you have a mask on you're not going to get any fingerprints because so many people gloves well yeah but so many people take um use the atm how are you going to take get fingerprints no specific but he even said during some of the interviews and stuff that he never handled her card without wearing gloves even like right after he got it he never touched her card with his bare hands yeah but what got him caught is the fact that one he was shitting where he ate which he never did before he was killing somebody in the same fucking city that he lived in. And two, he was, instead of just trying to get cash right then and there, he was using her card to take money out. And they could track, they tracked his ass across the country with that. But they probably would never have caught him. Even if, if he had... They wouldn't have caught him if he had taken the fucking plates off that rental car. Exactly. But he... If he had taken the plates off the car or not used his real name... When renting the son he of was bitch, too fucking smart for his own good. Exactly. Is exactly what it is. Um, the problem is certain rental car companies you have to use your license. So unless you have connections to be able to get you a fake ID or anything like that, you can't rent a car. Working in that in that in that field for mm-hmm. as long as I did, you have to have a credit card in your name and you have to have a license, like a valid, up to date license. So he probably had to do it out of necessity. But something tells me this dude could have got fake IDs and stuff, though. Oh, there's also uh, like the rental car companies like rent a wreck or something like that, where you just have cash. Right. They don't ask questions. Here you go. Also in the show notes, I'm going to put up a, uh, a link to a Facebook page called Seeking Alaska's Missing, which the uh, the acronym for that is SAM, which was set up by uh, Samantha Koenig's father to try to help um, find other missing people in Alaska. And yeah, this, this one was, this was fucking hard for me to go through. It was, this was rough. Um, yeah, yeah so. it, was, it was rough. Okay. So this guy, I laugh, but he's a fucking, I, I think he's a moron. I'm sorry. He's just, he, he really is. Um, gets dragged in. He's a moron, but he's also a kind of a, a genius a little bit. He's probably extremely book smart moderate street smart or it could be the reverse i think i would go reverse reverse he because he mentions in this this is why i say this he mentions in one of his uh interviews i think it was around june or so 
Yeah, yeah. Right, he's a cocksucker. I so, fucking hate this are, asshole. Are, are you done? Are, you, are we still recording? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So one of his interviews, he gets asked. I think it was like around uh, sometime in like – I don't remember if it was May or if it was the July interview. He gets asked, where did you get your guns? Did you, did you buy, purchase them or what? He goes, no, nah, I never purchased a gun in my life. He goes, never purchased a gun. Well, how would you get it? I have means. Just went out and I bought them. You know, I never went somewhere and never had a gun. Never bought out. one legally. He he never went and had he, he see this is where the part where you said that he had the gun with him. He checked it. it. According to him in the interview, he never had a weapon with him when he went there. He, it was there already. See, that's where you get the conflicting shit because there's also the part where it said he he told them he checked it in his luggage when he flew to Chicago. He's a contradictory He's a fucking liar. He, he contradicts himself yeah. all the time. Well, most of the time they all do. Yeah, exactly. And plus, if he doesn't have a gun with him, specifically this state, there's a way to buy him secondhand, buy him off somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, look in the paper. Oh, such and such gun for sale. All right, go. And if you have the money and you're willing to pay a little extra. Mm-hmm. There's certain times where they won't do the background. Yeah. In private private sales, you don't have to do a background check anyway. Not in this state, at least. Uh, not, but, yeah, think. not right now. But here's the other thing. What was one of his other hobbies other than raping and murdering people? Being a fucking douchebag? He liked to break into people's houses. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. You know? You break into somebody's house when they're not home, you've got plenty of time to go through their shit, and maybe they've got guns. So his inter- some of his in- I, I kind of like looked into some of his interviews. Which I'm gonna. I've also got links to every single yeah. FBI interview we're gonna put in the show notes. Cause so this is this is the um, May twenty fourth, two thousand twelve um, interview that he gave with the FBI. Like I said before, he was when he was captured and everything. In he Texas. was tra- in Texas. He was transported to Alaska, and that's where he then confessed to the. The courier murders. He said, you know, hey, you're going to find two more bodies, blah, blah, blah. Which I couldn't find those. All I could find was clips. What? Which I couldn't actually oh, the, find. the interviews in Texas? No, 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 no. The interviews where he actually confessed to the courier murder because everything was always like a clip, clip. Or it was like a, there was a, a July 1st or something like that interview, but you can never find it. Because those ones were in Texas. Those were not with the FBI. That was with uh, Sheriff's Department, State Police, something like that. Well, no, it was, it was July it was July first. Was one of the interviews where he hmm. gave a that because I'm trying to think. Like I, I thought, or he that, talked about the whole. Um, I go to the grocery store, pick them out. Yeah, it was July. It, you can't find that. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe they still have them under wraps or something like that. Maybe there could be still an ongoing investigation because a lot of times they just talk shit. Yeah, and if they don't have dialed down or legit real evidence. They're not going to give it the time of day because it's a still a cold case. So, like with the couriers, they can't find a body. They just have him. Oh yeah, I did this, and he found a debit card. Those people could have been taken out by somebody else. He found it. Be like, oh well, I want the notoriety when I get caught. So he just started using it. But he didn't want the notoriety. And there's also what I mean is like now talking about it, even though he had the card, he probably could have used it. And then, yeah. And who then, knows? This guy seems like he didn't know what he wanted or how he wanted to be. Then there's the matter of the other seven bodies that came up missing in areas where he was, where he's like, I maybe did something there. Possibly, but I'm not going to talk about him until yeah. I get my way. Exactly. Exactly. So give I'd, give him, I'd give him a fucking cigar. Yeah. So this interview was the, the 524-2012. That's a good one. Happened 
the day after he tries to escape while yeah. in court. Now, here's the reasoning why he was going to try to escape while in court well, that he gave. And this makes me feel like he was a fucking little kid because mommy and daddy were talking bad about me and I don't like it. You big oh, slap the shit can, out Can of we you. explain how he tried to escape? Well, <laughs> yeah, like expand on this one because this is, again, he, I'm, he, he was in court. Evil okay. fucking genius still. In court, okay. He's like a he, Marvel villain. This is yeah, a, the, we've already established th- that. This he's... escape is not the first time. No, I, I I go into there's another one. He goes, he wiggles. He's in court. He's hearing the prosecutors. He's sitting on the defense side. Yep, yep. Just saying, just Pro- chilling there with, with his with his attorneys, chilling. Okay. The prosecutors are talking about this stuff, and they're talking about different things, and he's not liking what he's hearing. Hmm. Where the truth? How much it hurts? Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't like what he's hearing because it doesn't follow his plan of not being, not having his name put out there. He didn't want that. So I he do starts this stuff wiggling. Not to get noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He starts wiggling his legs. Okay. And he's rubbing his ankles together, together under the under the desk and breaks out of the leg irons that he's in. Get, climbs over the fucking... What are these things? Like, plastic prop ones that you find at a Halloween shop? motherfucker is like skinny Bane. Like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, I'm doing the same exact thing, and I'm like, that's just annoying. But the best part is, after he broke one of them loose, because he only, he only popped one, he bent down like he was fixing his shoe and just put his fucking pant leg over it so it didn't look like it was any different. So he's got his ankles free, and he's got his leg covered, and he just decides, well, now's my chance, and jumps up on the fucking stand and jumps across the thing and tries jumps to across, take off. Tries to take off, gets only so far, gets tackled by two guys, and then another one comes in. Yeah, the, the FBI agent that was there said that when those first two guys stepped in front of him, he hit him and carried him like three yards. Like a fucking, was, like a run, like a linebacker, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry for this, but I have that whole like weird little feeling, like when you see like the old shows, like with a bad guy, like you never catch me, coppers. Yeah, kind and of. He's trying to run out there, and it, except for I know this guy is nowhere near that cool. No. <laughs> so. Or cool. <laughs> yeah. So now's he, when we can start picking on him because now we're picking on him and not oh, the I'm victims. Gonna, uh, I'm a, I'm gonna fucking smash the shit out of him because either fucking... way a kevin is going to make this guy just edit this part out i got nothing he looks like a fucking trout yeah I'm the, I, yeah i fucking hate him um skinny head wall-eyed motherfucker look like someone should take his underwear pull it all the way over his head and just boot him straight in the ass yeah yeah an atomic wedgie with a good kick in the nuts definitely and it's just just as a disclaimer for everybody just when you if you watch these interviews skip over the first like three minutes maybe no, no. two minutes watch them because you can see him sit there bored waiting for the interviewers to come in and he just takes a fucking nap well you know? one of them he does he, he takes, takes a nap like nap. he's a fucking person uh-huh not takes, the goddamn monster that he is oh well, this one oh, the investigator comes in and goes oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to wake you up and he goes no that's okay i just didn't sleep good last night fuck you fuck you fuck you forever in the fucking fuck you like well there's probably a reason why he didn't sleep very well Hopefully he was getting butt fucked all night long. Oh no 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 he every, no no there's a reason and we'll get to that one when I talk about his. Just remember that, <clears throat> okay? FBI investigators talking with him. I believe it's FBI. Yep. Um, they make a comment of how um, they had a discussion with the prosecuting attorneys and about their availability to talk to Keys about not having his name put out there. 
And they say that one of the reactions of the, pros- the prosecutor that they could get in touch with because the other one, they couldn't. The, the one prosecutor goes, what the fuck? <laughs> and Exact wording? Yeah. And guess what Key's reaction was? Hmm. He laughs. He laughs at that. And prior to, the, to him telling the investigators that, um, you know, what the attorneys would say. So he laughs at it. And then he he uh, he tells the investigator uh, that, uh, said, what, what did they think I was going to do? Get away? No, I just thought you were just going to run away. What a fucking asshole. And he laughs again. Oh, my God. Like an asshole. <laughs> and he goes to say, they just don't like excitement. I, I, he goes, I would have sent a letter, an uh, anonymous letter, when I got wherever. <sighs> and, and then laughs again. It's like, he just doesn't give a shit. He didn't. He didn't. He he when he t- he actually talked directly to Bill Murdy, uh, the detective from Essex, about the, uh, the courier murder. The first thing he told him was, I have absolutely no remorse for what happened to those people. What can I help you with? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I would have flown <laughs> to Alaska and kicked him in the fucking head myself. Yeah. He he claims that his escaping, trying to escape from from the courtroom, wasn't part of some grand scheme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So why did you say that? You know, he he would have sent an anonymous letter. He oh, makes he, it, he's saying he would have sent an anonymous letter because he wasn't planning on ever getting caught. Yeah. Exactly. He makes another comment that makes me kind of feel like he's a douche. He says, "From everyone's perspective, I'm a bad guy, and let's be honest." I wasn't a good guy before. I was trying to escape. And laughs. I'm going to reach through and... So by the time this interview is completed, you kind of can see that the the FBI really got to Keys by saying, listen, douchebag, by you trying to escape and you saying what you're saying right now, you're, you're you know, you just probably jeopardized everything that you're, you're trying to accomplish yeah because he he told them when he got caught in texas that his goal was to be executed within a year he didn't want to live he wanted to be dead and Mm -hmm. they were gonna be like they were like no you're going to trial and we're gonna see what it is because oh wait alaska doesn't have the death penalty and uh, they should have a death penalty put him out in the frozen ice block and let him just hang out there exactly let a polar bear go after him see what happens (laughs) but freeze his dick to a telephone pole but this, see, this doesn't this doesn't stop not the him tip at of all. it, like the side of it. So you had to, have, you know, if you were to pull off, he'd pull a bunch of the skin off. Oh yeah, this doesn't stop him at all, oh, though. I think I lost the sponsor. <laughs> nah, it doesn't stop him at all from being a dick. Because, well, one of my next interviews that I listened to was in July. It was July 26, twenty twelve. And he's still an asshole. He's a bigger douche. This one. And his douche level goes to eleven. Oh, he's over nine thousand. Oh, a, he's he a fucking super saiyan douche. Most definitely over nine thousand. The F. This is the point where I look at this like the FBI's like mom and dad. Okay, <laughs> and I'm kind of like you motherfuckers. The FBI pretty much kissed his ass to try to get him to believe that they're doing their best to keep him out of the headlines. They're like, listen, listen, Israel, Israel. Come on, buddy. Cooperate with us. You know, we're doing our best here to get the you know Vermont to to cooperate with us. 
and we're trying to get them out of the headlines and this and that. And he's like, well, you guys aren't doing a good enough job. Meh. Yeah. He acts like a little shit. He fucking pouts a lot. And he's not, he knows that mom and dad aren't, you know, letting him get his way. So the FBI tried to play. So the FBI was trying to like, you know, be smoothed it over. But then they tried to play hardball with him. Good cop, bad cop. No. From the just, same no. fucking cop. No, they just tried to play hardball. You know, pretty much tell him, listen, you know, he was being a prick. And that they were pissed. They like basically told him, "You're you're being a prick. Stop being a prick." You know. <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking at me for? I know I'm the asshole of the group of friends here, but hey, stop being a prick. I'll point at Kevin now. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not even looking. So and and pretty much saying that they're pissed off at him for acting like he did, because they're hindering him as well. So Israel barks back at him, and surprise, surprise, guess what? Guess what he gets. Um, his way. Yeah, he gets the response that he wants. I was like a bowl of is, mac and cheese. You know, pretty much. Mom and dad, you know, coming through, going, "Okay, buddy." You should have got slapped in the side of the head with a fucking frying pan. Yeah, and then they bring in his his lawyer, and Israel kind of changes a little bit his mentality. Sort of, not really. He boosts up the douchery even more. The lawyer the whole time is trying to go and trying to like be a lawyer and go, okay, well, listen, I hear what you're saying, but Israel and I got to talk about this. I'm actually trying to do my job here that I'm actually getting paid for. Israel and I have to talk about this. Israel just keeps fucking breaking in and going, you know, says nothing. So starts saying some shit. And it it was like they were trying to say something about, uh, uh, what was it? Um, some session that they wanted to have with the prosecutors or something like that. Oh, closed door session. Yeah. Something like that. But all the parties included the judge, the, the prosecution, the defense, some, yeah, something like that. But then, but Israel wasn't going to be included. He makes the comment of, well, if I'm not going to be included, my lawyers aren't going. So there, ha ha ha. And another big thing with the interviews that they, they touch on at the beginning of every single one of these interviews is they keep telling him, okay, we can talk about um, the couriers. We can talk about this, that, the other. We cannot talk about the Samantha Koenig case because it's still open. And that's the only thing he wants to talk about. And he's, they, they keep, they tell him, if you mention, if you bring it up, we will have you return to the prison. We cannot talk to you about this because it's not a closed case yet. Well, eventually he, he kind of gets the point and doesn't, he goes, well, I know, I know I can't talk about that. You know, in this point he, he's, and that point as well of like saying, okay, I can't, no, I can't talk about that. But this is the interview where he point blank looks right at both the FBI guys and says, listen, you don't give me what I want. I don't give you what you want. I don't give you what you want, but guess what? I'm going to get what I want without you. Ha Which ha. is baffling. If I you don't really need think you. about it. And he laughs. He, he laughs at, at what he just says. Yeah. Cause he thinks he's the funniest guy in the world. Like, that's what's getting me about this is that sometimes they have remorse. Sometimes they have some sort of feeling, whatever. To him, it's like, ah, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all one big joke. And it's like, what goes through someone's head that a life is just a throwaway, a joke, a punchline or whatever? Yeah. And by the the end end of the footage, Israel's attorney 
He's got a, got a, you know, a piece of paper, you know, he's got a notepad like what you have, Seth. Yeah. Okay. He's like, you know, you can hear me shuffling. He's flopping it over a couple times, writing some notes. Then finally, by the end, he flops it back over, tosses it, sits back, and just goes, goes, okay, whatever. There's a little Rodman show. Let him do it. You know. His attorney he, said that. He no, that's that's where his reaction was. Was pretty much like nonchalant. Fuck him. Oh, his his attorney was just finally got like, to the point where he's like, fuck yeah, it, I don't care about yeah, this asshole anymore. No, I'm trying. I'm frustrated as hell because I'm trying to be a lawyer to this guy and help him get what he wants. But the, but he's not listening to a fucking word I got. to say. And the thing is, I don't think he was actually his like paid lawyer. I think he was a public defender. So he was kind of like, I have to it's do a, this. One of his public defenders. But he's kind of like, I have to do this because this is the case that I had mm-hmm. assigned to me. I don't want anything to do with this fucker. Now, Maybe that's the reason why Israel was playing all these games is because he knew why bother. He's mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy that if it had gone to trial, he's the kind of guy that would have numerous times have been like, just looked to his lawyer in the courtroom and been like, you're fired. I'm defending myself. Oh, he mentions that. And the judge would have gone, nope, we're going to fucking recess until we get you another uh, public defender. And then we're coming back for it. He mentions that during, I think it was this interview where he says, well, what if I, and I'll fire them and uh, I... I, you know, just um, represent myself, and they don't respond because he wasn't, you know, <laughs> he wasn't Ted Bundy who, when he was in prison, was actually studying law books where he could have gone, okay, you can leave, I'll defend myself. I kind of know what I'm doing. This guy yeah. had no fucking clue what he was doing. Now, I did want to bring up the point of you know him laughing, and I told you, you know, both of this was that I feel that. Some of his laughing, well, he's just a douche, and he, you know he likes to laugh at certain things. I feel that some of his times when he laughs, I think it's a more defense mechanism. Yeah, I do the same thing. When I get nervous, I laugh. Yeah, I've we, seen it. Yeah. We're <laughs> That's a story for another day. Yeah, we'll yeah. save that one. He kind of, you know, then goes on. He has, like, what, another three, four, five, six more interviews with the FBI – and then finally takes his own life. What was the date on that? His uh, killing himself? Yeah, him doing the world a favor. Uh, you know, where he should have started instead of killing all these other people for no reason. Commits suicide by cutting his wrist and hanging himself. What did he um, uh, cut his wrist with? He... I will tell you. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. I was like... This motherfucker was good. He, he was so good at killing people, he was even good at killing himself. But I think... There was something fucking rather odd about this one, though. He should have done it in the first place. Well, Mm -hmm. there there was something odd about the whole suicide thing, okay? Uh, He kills himself on December 12th. Yeah, December 12th. December 2nd, 2012. Like I said before, he was in federal custody, but was being held at the Anchorage jail to face the charges of uh, killing Samantha Koenig. But also, yeah, for that, but but he was in federal custody. custody because of the courier murder which puts him at the federal level because it's national and and you can't be in two prisons at the same time yeah plus also because of the um using the debit card right which is a federal crime He, he was being held in alaska essentially because that's where his most recent crime had been committed yes now here's the funny thing why i don't understand why he was in it's not really funny, but it's not. I don't understand why he was in in a, in a jail cell by himself, or in this setting with uh with blankets and everything else again. 
um, because prior to Keyes killing himself, he attempted to escape. He attempted to escape from court, like I said, and he was disciplined. Um, they put a live snake up his ass. Yeah, he was disciplined for it. What? Dude, I can't help it. I just <laughs> so, I'm getting distracted because I this guy is he's exhausting. He yeah. is. Yeah. Like well, like some real talk here. This guy is like straight up exhausting. And I've only I haven't done any of the research. Obviously, I haven't done anything. I'm literally just here. Mm. Like I said, I was coming to bring some humor and some joy into this, and to kind of make lighten the load, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But this now, guy just yeah, he's all there. Yeah, his attempting to escape was he did it by a pick type device, which you know how he made it. It pick type Pokemon. Mm. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what that means. Me neither. He Magic made it. He, this fucker was MacGyver. Yeah, apparently everything you guys have been saying. Dental floss and a paperclip. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. And so he was considered a max, max detainee. And I put that in air quotes. The air quotes were super fucking massive. That one. Double maximum security penitentiary. Oh, yeah. Double. He was a uh, a max, max detainee. And which means that he was to be cons- be escorted everywhere he went by two officers. Um, in July, they found a makeshift noose in his cell, which he was gonna try to kill himself. Which was the reason. And then he was he was sent to a mental health unit for the uh, of the jail and was placed on a suicide in, in a suicide cell. Which means that there was no sheets on the bed. Or any other implements that he could use to kill himself. You see, himself. that could be confusing because a suicide cell sounds like something like they'd put him in there so he could kill himself. Exactly. They should have. You know? It's like, hey, we're going to put you in this bulletproof box with a rifle. Don't shoot yourself, even mm-hmm. though we know you want to kill yourself. But that didn't sink into the motherfuckers at the jail that, hey, this guy is suicidal. Or he's an escape. He tries it wants to escape. He might do it again. Nah, nah, nah. He's fine now. We're gonna put him back into a normal cell. I mean, okay, whatever. The night that he committed the suicide, well, actually, he commits he commits a suicide on December twelfth, December second, two thousand twelve. Okay. Then that night, the officer who was supposed to be watching him. Well, he really was. It was 25 feet away from him, and he could see into the cell because the cell was just a glass, you know. But he was in a fucking magneto cell. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, well, that way they can keep constant 24-hour like check up on him yep. and all that other random shit. Make exactly. Sure he, yeah. So he he was he was put in there, you know, did whatever. The guy that was watching him was fired, fired for negligent inattention. Pretty much he wasn't paying attention. But but that doesn't make any sense because I will, I will explain in just a moment. The arbitrator found that the officer, Lauren uh, Jacobson, was just an scapegoat because the, the prison jail... They had, had to get rid of somebody. Yeah, because they, and... they, had, they had a series of this, of, some, of, of officers not just doing their job. Which kind of makes Probably. sense because of how he committed suicide. Right. He, Jacobson, at the time of the suicide, was on his meal break, according to the union rep. 
Allowed to get a union, allowed, allowed to do it. Yeah. So he went on his break. How dare you eat lunch when you're supposed to be watching I this mean, guy who's it, on suicide watch? They make it sound like this guy was out smoking crack and jerking off in the snow or something. He was eating fucking dinner. Exactly. <laughs> when Jacobson came back at 10 o'clock, he went back to watching him. He saw that Keys was underneath his blankets. Checked on him 16 times. 16 times before he goes on his... Before he gets relieved by another guy. That's okay. a ter- you're doing a terrible job. During this terrible job. <laughs> during this time period, Keys climbs underneath his blankets, slashes his wrists with a razor, which, come to find out, he got from another officer. What? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Somehow another officer got him the razor. So, but the guy Jacobson got you know, let go because of uh, he didn't watch uh, the handoff. Yeah, he didn't see it. That's fucked. Um, yeah, that poor guy's probably like, oh, man, I'm just ready to get done with this week. I want to go eat. I'm going to be back. I don't want to watch this guy. This guy is a complete asshole. He's an animal. He's a monster. Yeah, so uh, and he goes back. let him kill himself, I can get the weekend off. Or, yeah, or, <laughs> or, Keys, or Keys just kind of con the guy into saying, hey, you know, give me a razor. Hey, me my, razor. my balls are getting getting shaggy. I need a razor. Yeah. Hook me up. Um. So he cut his wrist, and then he strangles himself with a makeshift noose. So, well, at least he was thorough. He wanted yeah, right? to make sure he was going to try to survive yeah. it. You know, Keys wasn't discovered until 6 a.m. the next morning when the switchover of, of uh, on-duty officer took place. So, well, that could have been actually the, the reason why then, because if he checked him 16 times, realistically, he should have checked him again throughout the course of the night before the shift change. And if there's that time frame where there was nothing... He checked him, checked him. He goes, I didn't see anything. It was dark in there. I mean, what are you going to see? You know, it's, it's dark. Yeah. You can tell he's underneath the blankets. What are you, you going to do? So, you know. He, he was he, under his blankets, but wasn't he hanging up? Yeah, I thought he was trying to become a butterfly. No, I think he just, he tied it onto his bed frame. I'm, I'm guessing this is what he did. Tied it onto his bed frame. Fucking went, went down further and pretty much just strangled himself. Yeah. What you, the fuck? From the top, like from where the headboard would be, the oh. head post would be, and just slide yourself down little by little, know, they're, little they're by little. Those, those metal, metal they're frames. Bo- yeah, and they're bolted to the ground, so that way you can't take them almost, apart. Almost makes me wonder if he was laying on his on his stomach and he got his feet down at the bottom of the mattress and was using his feet to pull himself. Could be possible. Oh, that's so, fucked. By the time, they yeah, found but I don't him, feel bad for him. No, God, no. no, no. By the time they found him, rigor had set in, so he'd been dead for a long fucking time. Well, yeah, yeah, it's uh what, like six or eight hours, something like that. It takes for rigor to set in. Mm-hmm. Then the bloating starts. So Ugh. somewhere throughout the night, so probably midnight, you know, eleven midnight, somewhere like that. Because they found it what six a.m. Yep. Yeah, it was Killed the same himself. through the uh, the shift change. Yeah, so it's probably so that's probably the reason why that guy got let go was that there was that six hours where he wasn't really truly checked. Because again, if he cut his wrist, there must have been something. On the floor, unless he kept him tight into himself. It could have been just on the... I mean, it, But it's again, dark, it's though. dark, and depending on the blankets are dark and all that stuff. You're not going to see the... Notice, probably notice any water or any blood or anything on the ground. Yeah, because you're not going to look down. You're just going to look, okay, he's good. Keep going. Oh, this this convict, or if, this inmate looks fine. If Keep you moving. think about it, if he cut his wrist and then he's strangling himself, when you, you get strangled, it forces the blood to your head, so your blood pressure on your wrist would have probably slowed down a exactly. little bit. Exactly. So if he was laying like with his hands down into the mattress or whatever, that might have soaked up most of it. Probably. I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything. I 
never claimed to be one, but but meanwhile, Jacobson gets his ass canned because of this. Uh, I think he fought it, and I, I I believe he did win, but I'm not I'm not 100 percent because it didn't really go into. I couldn't really find anything of whether he did get reinstated or not. Right. Um, but he could have or he might not have. But still, it's fucked up that they needed someone to fall back onto. And they, you know, this poor fucker that was just doing his job gets fucked over. But when you think about it, I can understand why they would have done this. Because it's such a high-profile case. And it's a it's obviously a national case. And now the one person that can give you any information on it is dead. Mm-hmm. So somebody's got to pay the piper for that. But like I, he said... Does because apparently they weren't going to give him the death penalty, and that's where and the whole "if you guys don't give me what I want, I'll just get what I want anyway." I'll do it myself. Yeah, and he did do it himself, which didn't keep him out of the papers or out of the headlines nope. because because obviously uh-huh. we're talking about him. Yeah, so you Keys guys have been stressing out for over two weeks on this guy. Yeah, yeah. so Keys was buried at a private uh, in a private ceremony, which is too bad in uh, uh, Deer Park, Washington. Because that's where, according to the pastor that over you know, oversaw the the ceremony, um, his family said that the the location was always for acquaintances of him to show up. It was easier because of being there. Mm. Only his mom and a few of his sisters showed up. Yep. So. None of the other family members. Surprise, surprise. And I, I remember seeing something. I don't know if, I remember if it was the pastor or if it was just somebody else that was there that said, Israel is not in a better place. He's no, where he belongs. I, I was actually, <laughs> yeah. So the pastor, which his name, his name was uh, Jake uh, Gardner, mm-hmm. who was a pastor for the Church of whatever the fuck the name of it oh, is. Oh, the Ark, that uh, white supremacist thing they did? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Ark, yeah. Yeah, mom was still going there. He gave some he gave several statements to the press mm-hmm. about it, and one of his first statement was that he's not in a better place; he's in a place of eternal torment, as he should be. Purgatory yeah. is too nice for this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he says Israel rejected the gospel, and thus the outcome of his life is the tragic is this tragic story. Really? Are you fucking kidding? It's the only tragedy is the fact that. The families couldn't get closure. Yeah, the only. I mean, the Koenigs got closure because guess what? But the motherfucker's dead. Ha ha. Yeah, but what he put that family through for exactly. months. That's not really months. Closure. There's, you can get all the closure you want. It's not going to make it any better. It's not no. going to bring back your family member, your daughter, no. your nope. brother, your husband. It's not going to bring back anything no. really. No. It's just a shallow victory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Gardner, who. He, he talks all this stuff like he knows him. Never met him once. No. Never. Well, he probably knew the mom. Met mom. Yeah. Never met him. Says that, you know, he claimed that he had sent several others in one of Israel's sisters to save his soul. Hmm. And make him repent. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he, they tried to get, tried to make him to get God back into his life. Nah, that wasn't going to happen. Uh, let's see. He never had a conversation with him, but he spoke to him, spoke about him like he knew him. But you, you, not to shit on anybody, but you see that a lot. Like if you go to a funeral and you have uh, 
priest or somebody there giving the, you know, talking about this person that the eulogy. Yeah. That they've probably never met. They're like, Oh no, they were a great person. And you're like, you know, yeah, in they this, were, in their, but you didn't know them. Yeah. In their realm, that person was a decent human being in the private realm, in their soul of soul, the heart of hearts, whatever you want to call it. Complete monster. Right. And you, well, you guys know from this before, it's like that with a lot of those serial killers is that they have two faces. Mm-hmm. They have the the Joe everybody, the guy that is everywhere there, always helping out, always a part of everyone. Then you have the other person that is their alter ego. Yep. That is the villain. He the the constant villain, always willing to stab somebody in the back, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> if like it's one of those things that it's amazing that you kind of have to look like take a step back and look at it and go what like are those type of people all the way around here like are they always around where we are are people like truly or is anyone truly genuine and it makes you wonder you know i i did i did watch a thing uh forever ago it was uh some serial killer dvd that i had where they talk about all these different people and one of the experts on there said at any given point in time in the united states there is bare minimum around 50 serial killers active at any point in time in the United States. Yeah. It's like, because if you think about it, the, the standard now they've, they've changed it. The standard to be a serial killer now is three bodies. It used to be like five, but now it's three. Because there's ways to notify people left, right, right. and center. And the yeah. amount of security cameras that there are everywhere. It's so much harder for this, for people like this to get away with it. But well, going to the store to go get drinks, the little mom and pop shop that we went to before yep. we started this thing. You could walk around. There's five cameras, yep. one in each corner and one right at the counter. And there's probably some outside that you don't really pay attention to. But the thing is, this was in 2011, 2012. This is a fairly recent case, and he got away with it for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, That's what's shocking about it's it. It's scary, yeah. There uh, were cell phones then, not the Caterpillar ones. Yeah. Those sweet Motorola flip razor things. Right. Do you want to cover the, the suicide note? Uh, I don't really want to. I'll post no. a, I'll post okay, a link yeah. for it. Why well, is it that bad? No, I just don't want to talk about it's, this asshole anymore. No, no, no. Like <laughs> no, I said, I'm coming into this completely blind, it's so... It's convoluted as a motherfucker. Yeah, it makes no talking fucking Talking in circles. Sense. Oh, it's... Yeah. At one point, it's kind of like... The government, blah, 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 this, that. You're a bunch of assholes. And, and then he tries to come in with another point. It's like... I'm a victim. I'm doing this He tries this too. to be poetic about it. And you're just like, fuck off and just die, please. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of Israel keyed out. <laughs> I don't, I'm kind of happy that you guys are finally done with this. That means oh. now I actually can be able to talk to you guys outside <laughs> yeah. of this. That means you guys will have a little bit more pep to your step, more life. Yeah. Because for the past two and a half weeks, you guys have been not talking to me. You haven't been really doing much. You've been like, I see a picture of a whiskey bottle and the progression of it starting <laughs> full to empty. Um, it's just it's amazing that. So you see other podcasts and you're like, hear these kind of like these same kind of stories you guys went through and how terrible it is. You're like, oh, they're just making it up. They're just trying to, they're trying to hype it up for the show. So the viewers get get hooked in. And I was like, oh, that's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. It's just trying to build the, build the fan base, build it up, build it up. And then it's like, before you start this, oh, we're doing this guy. Oh, cool. And then the conversation start to disappear, start to slow down, start to get less and less. And it's now like where I'm trying to pull out of you guys. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing today? Two hours later. 
things. I'm like, okay. By the, so, by the that's second- why I wanted to get on this episode. It was like, I want you guys to kind of let this go and <laughs> give it back, my friends. By you the stupid s- ass Israel Keys. By the second Bumble day Jumbo. researching this guy, I was just like, I fucking hate him. I yeah, want you're this not to a drinker. Over. You're not a drinker. And when I start no. seeing whiskey bottles start at full, and then every couple hours, it's getting more, less and less, less and less. Yeah, he. Like, I love talking about serial killers and true crime. This guy just got under my fucking skin and, and for some reason. Was, Which you still won't watch Criminal Minds. I, I just... I, Side note, folks, good. this is where we go off the rails to kind of lighten the mood. Criminal Minds was good. It was. It was amazing. It is a good show. Dude, it's amazing. No, I need to go watch fucking Mindhunter. Mindhunter was good, too. Yes. Um, Actually, scratch that. Mindhunter is what I was meant to talk to about on, that, that. on the Netflix. But if you watch that, then you I want to finish watch. watching that fucking... Um, you have to watch Zodiac after, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Evil Genius on Netflix. I want to finish watching that. That was fucking cool. Um, All right. But, but the, the, the funny thing was, when we decided to do this guy, we were just like, oh, let's let's do a serial killer that's a fucking monster that kind of relates to what we, we just talked about. Yeah. And we are like, okay, well, what about... How we got this guy from a fucking episode about werewolves, I have no idea. I don't I, know, but... I, I honestly thought you guys picked him just because he did something in Vermont. Well, that's kind of what like, it I turned into. Like, I straight up was like, because oh, it was okay. Like, There's no real point. He did a thing in Vermont. Okay, congratulations. And then it's like hearing the last episode and then being here for this one and then looking at your notes before we started and doing a snippet of research. I was like, this guy has so many layers and so yeah. many different things going on. That it's like a you shit guys, covered in, onion. Instead of jumping in, like wading into the deep or – wow, start over. Instead of going into the shallow end of the pool, you guys just cannonballed into the deepest part of Lake Champlain. And we can't even fucking swim. No. <laughs> I can swim. Shut up. We jumped right off the fucking bridge like, no. see ya. But did yeah. he send you any like any no. text messages about like, dude, this motherfucker is um, – I like, dude, smacked I, a shit. I wasn't the, kidding. Some of the texts I was sending to you, I wasn't even putting spaces in. It was just like I one run-on sentence. I, I wasn't was like, kidding. When you guys started researching this, the conversations w- between the two of you stopped. It's like you guys went into a little room where you had a map with pins and cord and the stereotypical thing you see with a researcher or an investigator. And there's literally pins on a map and there's strings and there's Dude, clues here and clues there. And it's like, I'm like, where did my friends go? I love where, where do they go and what's happening? And then now I know why. Now yeah. I know. That's what I'm like. Okay. I, I, I locked myself in my basement at my computer. I'm like, how I didn't end up with a cork board and a carton of cigarettes, I have no fucking clue. I'm I was like, you didn't, this close. I'm surprised you didn't draw on your wall. <laughs> All works. Who, the, who is no Pepe play, Sylvia? Makes Kevin a dull boy <laughs> and is repeatedly writing it over and over again. We we were going to record. We were going to edit the, what was it, on a Monday. And we. St- no, we were going to record on a Monday. And I'm like, dude, I'm not ready for this motherfucker. No, no, no. Yet. It was edit. We were going to edit on a Monday. And we sat because we it was for uh, the last um, thing we were talked about, which is the, the dog man, dog man, and werewolf. werewolf. Yeah. And we <laughs> started watching this shit about him, the interviews. By the time we were done, we were like, Kevin goes, Nah, nah, I don't, I don't feel like editing tonight. How about you? I go, No, nope. because I'm gonna go kill somebody, because <laughs> this motherfucker. Just piss me right off. I'm going to fly to Alaska, dig this guy up, and kick him in the balls. So before we close out everything on this whole topic, one last thing. Has anyone been in contact with his daughter or his girlfriend at the time? No. They literally just disappeared. No, they're still out there. Okay. I think... 
Because I would assume that because this is still recent and maybe with this show and everything else like that, someone would be hounding him because it's still fairly recent. Yeah. She's what? Be she she was now? she was ten 18? when he was arrested. So I think just out of respect now. for her, they, nobody's really hounded after her because she was just a kid. She she yeah. you know. But you know, so she, I, she, I was just curious had, about that if she's even been remotely in the public eye at all, or if I mean, they're literally just saying, "Nope, this was a travesty. This was bad. We're stepping away. Either that, we're or, moving yeah, on with she, their life." Or she went. They went like the full like the full nine yards like BTK's family did, where they're like. Oh, oh, fuck that. We're changing your last names. They moved out of the fucking, out of uh, Kansas. They moved to, like, Illinois or something. They're like, nope, fuck this. Right. Starting over. Because the FBI probably got Change last names and just fucking Yeah, gone. or, oh, it's just ironic, that we, or just weird that we have the same last name. There's no yeah. meaning. Yeah, it, but, you know, eventually maybe one day it could be like that guy out in California that just got fucking caught for killing people or whatever. Oh, the East Area Rapist, yeah. The yeah. original Night Stalker, the which rape. I don't think they're going to have a case against him. Well, they can't because, because they obtained his DNA illegally, kind of. Because they... but that's for another episode. Yeah, yeah. So wrap this up. Yeah, he's an asshole. Do something fun. Yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, we're gonna post the. I've got a the notes. I've got a shitload of stuff that's going on the show notes. Make sure you check it out. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff. And if uh, you want to happen to listen, to, you want to listen to this, um, and you don't have anything to listen to it on, go on to www studio.com slash us and check out headphones or earbuds you we and you he, won't be disappointed we keep saying oh you might find something no we're lying to you you will find something that you will like on there yeah i found something while you guys are going on your tangent i looked it up i was like oh <laughs> that's going in the cart and just make sure when when you uh when you do buy something you put dark windows in as the promo code uh, at checkout and we'll take 15 percent off for you because that's the kind of guys we are we're a hell of a guys yeah it's it's not like we're covering that fifteen percent, but they know nice what a guys. promo code exactly. is. Exactly. Anybody that knows anything about online shopping <laughs> know what promo codes are. Yeah. So they, they can you know they can go check us check them out there, and also you you can get uh, for the regents you can get little snap things. Yeah. The, the, the outside the, the caps, yeah. so you can change couple the colors like, of them. Yeah, a couple different variations. They got white marble. Those. They got black marble. They're cool. Yeah, there were some that were wicked cool looking. I was like, hmm. And they're they're always coming out with new stuff um again i do want to say uh from last week i do want to say thank you again to the girls that color me dead uh nikki kicked ass and helped us out so much with the last episode that she she really made a lot of it easier to deal with exactly um and also like with um the facebook thing go on and check out that uh searching for alaska uh seeking alaska is missing which was set up by uh samantha koenig's father as a uh resource to try to find missing people in alaska yep. um and if you want to check us out check us we can be checked out on uh, facebook uh yep. going to just dark windows podcast yep we're at uh instagram and twitter both are at uh dark windows pod uh you can shoot us an email you can send us an email we're at dark windows pod at gmail.com i'd like to th- welcome uh our buddy Seth to the crew, Doctor Broadstone. God no, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. <laughs> so I, for me personally, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys uh, for allowing me to kind of join in this fun. Fives. High fives, yeah. Um, also, I want to thank some a special crew at uh, HugeMinis.com. Um, if you're ever looking for anything flock or grass tufts for your miniature uh, gaming bases, check them out. They're really nice. Uh, HugeMinis.com. Uh, they have a current Kickstarter going on right now that is pretty awesome. 
You can find me at Broadstone underscore, underscore Creations. That's B-R-O-A-D-S-T-O-N-E underscore Creations. So it's kind of a tongue twister, but whatever. It works. Yeah. And look for Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. That's how you find him. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually Tremor. Oh, is it? Shit. Yeah. He's the brown ninja, not the yellow ninja. He's the guy that handles stones. Anyway, but yeah, you can find me there. Um, I do miniature painting, build tiny little plastic robots, and robots. Yeah. Now he does this. Now yeah, he does now this I'm too. also doing this too, and also Aha. having a family. But yeah, special yeah. thank you to Huge Minis. Special thank you to you guys. And always remember, hashtag spread the sauce. Exactly. That's a little inside joke with some other friends, but you trust can. Me. Uh, and and uh, wherever you listen to us on, go and like and rate, review, review subscribe, subscribe, all that good stuff. And so that kind of wraps it up for. Is this where we get to say something really funny? Oh yeah. Oh, this is where I should have put hashtag spread the sauce and kisses. And just remember. Just because you can't necessarily see out into the dark, the dark can always see into you. Later, fuckers. Bye. Deuces.